everyone to our latest in our quarantine casts of podcast series that never seemed to end. <clears throat> I am Brandon T. McClure. With me, as always, is Ben Magnet. Hey, I don't know. The computer is acting kind of sus. We should probably vote it off into the ship and eject it. I get this reference. Thank you. Mark Witty. Hi. And Ryan Iliopoulos. Uh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Thought because you were doing this, you were going to be like, Tommy isn't here, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> sorry, no shining references today. Uh, this week, uh, uh, we're talking about, we never do that. How was your week, guys? <laughs> what do we never talk about? <laughs> I was about to be like, I was about to like recap the, what's coming to the episode. <laughs> We're gonna talk about some news and talk about a thing this week. This week, you can look forward to do, do, do. <laughs> but first, this. <laughs> I don't know why I started to do that. It's okay. I'll, I'll tell you what, Brandon. My week was the same as it was pretty much the last seven months. It's been it's perfectly fine. It is totally <laughs> adequate. Uh, I mean, this this week took a turn. I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. It did oh, take yeah. a turn. This is a spicy nugget. I am willing. I, to I mean. Uh, the presidents got the coronavirus and pretty much and his uh, entire staff. many of the GOP. Yeah. Couldn't uh, have happened to nicer people. Sure. Uh, hey, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, there's more people in, I don't know if this is true, but I saw it tweeted a lot. So I retweeted it. There's more people infected in the white house than there are in New Zealand right now, all of New Zealand. And I'm like, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Guys, I, believe I really, it. I really just want to touch on how funny I think it is that the things they released like of him at Walter Reed are material where it's a video where tons of people who know more about video have already pointed out that like, okay, so they're clearly editing out coughs in the midst of this to make it look mm-hmm. like one take. Uh, that's obvious. He never and then, looked more normal. And in then his they life, have though. these two photos of him in different locations of the hospital that they left the security data on so that people were able to see when they were timestamped and they were 10 minutes apart knowing they were framed photos i'm like this is so comically simple they were able to data mine those pictures and be like these were taken 10 minutes apart from each other so yeah and he's signing blank pieces of paper it's ridiculous anyway anyway that's a kernel of of good of good news Uh, let me go let me go first because i didn't really do a whole lot uh this week a tragedy happened um i won't go into it but everyone here knows what it is um so i didn't get to do a whole lot um but i did watch a couple of things uh enter the spider-verse it's a great movie it's an incredible movie i love love that movie Mm -hmm. i think it was amazing uh dragon ball evolution great movie same quality, incredible, exact same quality. Everyone knows that it's amazing. If anything, yeah. they are they are. If you put those next to each other, you're like, wow, yeah, I same thing. Yep, totally. Same with Aeon Flux. Anyway, um, no, that one has no. Dragon Ball Evolution is such a baffling movie to me. As I'm watching it, I haven't seen it since theaters, and it's like, it. I figured it out. It's it's complete nonsense, by the way. If you know anything about Dragon Ball, and if you don't know anything about Dragon Ball, the movie is nonsense. Yeah. Um, it feels like it feels like if I were to tell someone the story of the Piccolo saga, and then that person told another person, and then that person told another person, and then that person dictated the script, yeah, to a person, yeah, it, it's that's welcome to 
most bad adaptations mm -hmm. of bad things. Like you, you have the idea we're gonna we're gonna adapt Dragon Ball. So you pay some random person who's made other shitty things in Hollywood because that's normally how it goes. There's a circle of the same people. Mm -hmm. Then that gets put onto another producer who doesn't give a shit, who gives it to another writer who doesn't give a shit, and then it finally gets made, but nobody involved actually cares. But see, the, the thing. The shout thing about shout out. Shout outs to James Marsters for constantly sitting in the makeup chair and telling them to make him more green. Yeah. yeah. I love hey, hey, Titus. Hey, Titus. Um, so the, the film, the, the, see, watching the film, you're just kind of sitting there going like, I would love to know what, uh, what was said in that, in that room. Cause it's like, look, you take a bad adaptation. Everyone knows the last airbender is a bad adaptation of, of, of a total last airbender. But you know what? It's recognizable as Avatar: The Last Airbender. You see yeah. the the same stuff in in, in it that you could see if you just saw pictures side by side, you would recognize both as Avatar: The Last Airbender. There is very little in Dragon Ball that could even be considered a reference to the show. Yeah, there is <laughs> there is the orange gi that Goku ultimately ends up wearing at the end. Yes, there is one use I think of a capsule. That's yes. a yeah, yeah, yeah. The end. The and the Dragon Balls look like Dragon Balls. And the Dragon Balls look like Dragon Balls. Ha, Thank ha, you. Ha, ha. But everything the else Shenron doesn't look like Shenron. The whole thing with like the 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 key, and then the whole thing with like the school. Putting Goku in a school in a high school. There's, okay, there's hey, a. Look, I'll never forget it. I haven't seen this movie in years. Chi Chi, but Chi Chi sitting in there, and then all of a sudden, like the strawberry flowers yeah. and. That uh, anime fantasy about her, and I'm like, you know, this movie's all right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the movie Goku sliding on his uh, head on top of I'm the car. Of. Yeah, yeah. That's all I imagine in my brain. Kiko. Kiko. I, I just Jamie Chung is 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 in it too, and like I I wanted to watch because Jamie Chung was just in an episode of Lovecraft Country. It has a lot know. of good talent in it. Yes. Honestly, yeah. It's just so wild to me that it is the movie that it is. There is nothing. It it it's 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 in the it's in the the realm of bad adaptation of just like this isn't the same thing they, you have you have not made the same thing they made it to make it that's yeah. that's unfortunate like that's how a lot of these movies are like either it's a rights thing or it's just like hey we have this we're not doing anything with it shit something out it's yeah because they had fuck. they'd had the rights for a while yeah and yeah. this was at a time when like no one was making anime adaptations. Nobody was even really talking about doing it at the time. Yeah. Yeah, this was still a couple, this was still, yeah, this is still uh, even before um, Airbender. Yep. A couple years before. Yep. It's awful. Just yeah. the whole, just the whole, like, the Kamehameha is the most powerful of the wind keys. Other airbending techniques or whatever. Or no, some what? shadow crane move is like the most powerful of the wind bending techniques. It's like, no, what? Shadow Crane. I, Shadow Crane is the basic wind of the airbending okay. techniques. I Look, just I'll watched still, the movie. I, I'll still watch that movie over the last Airbender film anytime. Honestly, I, I I can at least stomach Dragon Ball Evolution in a in a funny way. I appreciate Dragon Ball Evolution for telling me in the first thirty seconds that it was going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that in the first thirty seconds there are narration where they say that Goku's Azuru form is a slave to Piccolo. And I'm like, cool, this is going to be horrendously wrong. I'm glad I knew 30 seconds in, we're in for a terrible time. Like, I, oh, even, cool. I even tweeted, I was like, you know, arguably Dragon Ball is the most accessible of the th of the four shows. So like, with some minor tweaks, you could have put, made that saga work on, on, on the big screen. Even then. 
especially if you're making not Dragon Ball Z. If you're making Dragon Ball, that that is a low budget, like just fun adventure movie. The whole thing is that is nothing. You don't need to. The be whole thing is like that. you don't start at uh you don't start at fighting Piccolo. You start at fighting Nazis. You yeah. start at fighting the Red the Red Ribbon, Ribbon Army. Army. Yeah. yeah. General uh, Ty. One boy with a whole bunch of crazy powers because he's got this monkey tail and nobody understands where he comes from, takes on a fascist army. And then the sequel gets- That's it. The sequel. That's a great movie. (laughs) The sequel gets double the budget and you're like, oh, now he can shoot stuff from his hands. Now he can pick a little. What's going going on? You slowly build that world. It's possible. Believe me. And then when you finally get into the Z of the Cell Saga, you'd be like, hey, remember when uh, Goku fought the Red Ribbon Army? Androids. Bro, I'm just like, it's not- like once now that the MCU exists, I know that there can be ten year character growth arcs. So like I know a dope Dragon Ball Z movie franchise exists. It's not going to be for I maybe until we're old men. No joke. Like I, that's that's a franchise where I don't. I believe. would believe I would believe Japan would do it and do it really cool. No, I, sure, but I'm talking about like a two hundred million dollar American. I don't like, believe that Japan would do it and do it really cool. I've I I know that like most of their animated adaptations live action are not good. They're not good. Attack on Titan. They're usually cheap. It's bad. You have to, you have to understand yeah. that like Japanese studios are also pretty cheap with the way that they'll handle things quality level. This goes down to the anime studios as well, it's but true. it definitely happens with anime live action adaptations. Death Note is a fluke. Um, <laughs> so I don't have faith in that. What I would honestly rather see at this point is in like a decade, I want to see an honest attempt at Dragon Ball, but I honestly want you to make the Saiyans black. Oh yeah. Hmm. Because in America and a lot of other parts of the world, but specifically in America, Dragon Ball has become a black people icon because of the very clear story of a monkey race, which it it has its racial slurs, but being oppressed by a very white colonizer leader. The the correlations are there. There's a reason why a whole lot of black uh, celebrities and everything who will attribute a lot of praise to Dragon Ball at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I would much rather see, honestly, some black people get to play Vegeta, Goku, etc. Um, They're aliens. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Let it happen. Yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, so it's a baffling film. Uh, speaking of baffling <laughs> film, I bought this guy. I you saw pulled that. it from my dreams. I saw I'm that. I'm gonna be honest. For for those for those of you listen, listening and watching, uh, Sparks and I recently bonded over a new memory that we didn't know we shared. <laughs> Uh, for those listening, this movie is called Prehysteria. Yes. <laughs> um, for those listening, this movie is called Prehysteria, exactly. Um, I, for years, thought I had made up a movie uh, where a little boy gets baby stop-motion dinosaurs as pets. I, for years, thought that was a dream. That yeah. I would go to Blockbuster, because I remember I would go to Blockbuster all the time and just check out that movie. I, I, as recently as a few months ago, was thinking about it being like, I made that up, right? I made that up. That movie doesn't exist. <laughs> and uh, now up, it is on Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah. yeah. Up until uh, a trailer we're going to talk about later, I completely forgot that there was a movie where little kids turn into into rats. And I'm like, I, I thought that was just a fake dream I had once. That, that's a real-ass movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Funny yeah. enough. Apparently Mag, has seen, apparently Mag has seen all three pre-hysteria films. I've only seen the first two. I didn't know there were sequels. And uh, Ryan, funny enough, because when I saw that trailer, I actually watched the original movie this week for the first time in my entire life. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Uh, well, either it's a amazing coincidence or there are witches at work. I remember uh, Prehysteria 2 uh, upset me because the kid forgets the baby dinosaurs 
And the new person who moves in just adopts them. Hell yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Kick them out? Because you can't keep uh, child actors around for that long back then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember those baby dinosaurs being super cute, and I, I'm so happy that I, I finally had that movie. I'm sure it is awful, but at least I know it's real. Yeah. Um, and then the final thing I did, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I started playing today Star Wars Squadron. Man, uh, hey, I I wish I could play that game, and I'll tell you why I can't for PC reasons, but I want to hear you talk about it. Uh, it's definitely obviously the VR stuff. Uh, a lot of the the stuff when you're not in the cockpit is a lot of like, look here, click, look here, click, and you get the background stuff. That's for the yeah. VR. I understand that. Uh, the gameplay of flying, I'm having a blast. I think it yeah. is so much fun. Oh but, yeah, oh yeah. I I did got to, I did get to play a little bit. Um, I played the prologue. There, there's there's two yeah. missions you play: the Empire and, and the Rebels, and then you do and then there's like the big introduction into the actual missions. Um, but I agree. I think um. Any worry I had about that being like too too boring or too like uh like too simple is gone because uh, they throw a lot of stuff at you. And how, how many how much have you played of it? I've I've played I, I played the prologue and I'm I think I just passed the beginning of the story. Okay, cool. Okay, um, but there, you're introduced to like you have like shields and you have lasers and mm-hmm. you have uh, and you have you have your uh, thrusters and stuff and like you have to balance like all your different meters and like the flying is so fast. Uh, I really want to play this in VR, man. I, I hear it's insane. Yeah. One of the things I remember about we were talking about like Battlefront, uh, Battlefront's flight flight mechanics. We were worried the squadrons would be similar. Yeah. Um, but the the flight mechanics are so smooth. If you run into something, you just kind of get tossed around. You don't just immediately explode. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's it it's a nice balance between being a simulation like hardcore simulation game and being a fun arcade Battlefront yeah. game. So, like, you don't have to worry about running into things, but, like, you do have to worry about being good at the game. Like, and you have, you, to strat- have- you have to strategize how you... Because there's just, like, hey, you got this missile lock. Throttle down and put all the put all the energy into the into your uh, into your engines and then, like, you know, skid. I'm like, you got to yeah. be like, oh, shit, I'm losing a shield. Got a poor head of shield. Oh, I got to repair. And you, it's really fun and really intuitive, and I'm having a blast. Yeah. Good. It's, yeah. Good. It's, I want to play. Yeah, it's, um, it's very kinetic. It's very frantic. Like, like yeah. it's not... It's not boring. Like you have to be on your toes, and you have, you have like you don't have to be the best like uh, pilot, but like you're do, you have to do some sick ass maneuvers sometimes, and it makes you feel real cool. Yeah. Like you're like you, know, like you spin around a thing, and I'm like that was so cool. This um, is the this is the the Star Wars game. Like I feel like you know like when you're playing the Arkham games, you feel like that man. I feel like I'm yeah. flying a a Tie Fighter. Yeah. Um. I don't know if this is gonna get. Have they announced if this is getting a free PS5 update? You guys, yeah, they are okay. Um, so they they said like everything releasing in like ha- second half of this year that's on PS4 automatically Xbox Two, I believe, yeah, uh, automatically has to have cool. that mm-hmm. as far as they're concerned, it has to have the ability to uh, right. automatically upgrade the PS5. Because I don't think I'm going to get a PS or PS5 anytime soon, but I but I would consider getting a PS uh, VR, and that will be with the PS5 too. Because um, I would love to play this thing in VR, man. It's if I'm having a, if I'm having such a good time, and I'm just using a controller, I can only imagine what the VR lo- feels like. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've watched I've watched a stream of, of a guy like on YouTube and like it's like his his the, the audible joy he has. He's like, "Holy shit!" And I'm just like, "I want to feel that. It seems cool." Yeah. The adrenaline kind of gets that. to you. You do like yeah, a cool maneuver, that. and you're like, "Woohoo!" Now this is pod racing. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Good, good. And it's only forty dollars, everybody. So there you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. Next, I'll bounce. Let me bounce. Do you want to talk about your PC problems? Oh, sure. Yeah. So, so we all had them. One in five. 
yes just like oh i was gonna say like a dentist recommendation but that's like toothpaste that's completely different um so if you have like a ps5 you just buy your games from the ps store right it's it's a one-to-one market it's very easy when you have a pc it's not that simple you either have to you choose where you buy your games you have a steam you have the epic game store um the problem with the pc market is every developer has their own has their own uh streaming service so uh ea has origin ubisoft has uplay uh, uh epic games has one steam has one uh xbox has one right so if you want to play star wars squadrons um anywhere anywhere that's not ea you still have to play it through the ea origin launcher so i bought it on the epic game store i still have to download install origin uh which is their streaming service to do it right the problem was when you did it through epic games uh it didn't recognize it on the origin store so people who bought the game couldn't play the game and that sucked right that's a big bummer so uh, it was like a day before I could play the game. And then I played the the opening stuff like I talked about with Brandon. Uh, and then a patch came out. And after this patch came out, once I try to load into a level, it never, it takes me to the loading screen, but it never leaves the loading screen. And I, screen. And I read two comic books. Uh, so it was about 25 minutes of me waiting to play just the first level of the game. Uh, and it never loaded. So I'll let you guys know how that game is more next week when that game gets patched for the PC. And that's one reason why I love console games because I don't have that problem. Um, unfortunately, you know, I wanted I want to try to buck the trend, play on a, a better looking console. Also, there's a Fortnite thing in there. If you buy it on the Epic Game Store, you get a X-Wing. That's already over. That's already over. You had to do it in pre-order. Oh, but I got it still. I use it. Yeah, because you got it the night before it came out. Hell yeah. So um, I got that. Um, I don't want to like rebuy the game for the PS4 or anything. Uh, so I'm just going to hope that gets fixed soon. <laughs> Uh, but that game is a lot of fun. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I read some comic books. Let me find the picture of all the comics I read. Um, I will start with The Department of Truth. That is a new number one by Mr. James Tynan the Fourth. And guys, um, I know I already asked you, you didn't pick it up. Did you pick it up, Brandon? Man, you guys. Ooh, hold on, I'm thirsty. This is, this might be, oh, this is probably my favorite number one in uh, indie comic I've read this year. This is, it is, it is so wild and it is so fun. And it is, the art is insane. It's like, uh, you guys have read New Mutant. It's like Rod Reese, kind of like that really like, uh, uh, like ethereal painter style. Mm-hmm. But um, it's all about conspiracies and the conspiracies that we are living with today and, and the racism that we deal with today, but how it also deals with the supernatural and how if people believe in conspiracies enough, they become reality. And this is about an organization who has to keep those fake realities um uh, uh on the underground if it's like control both the real world conspiracies of today like being a flat earther and stuff like that and what if the flat earth so enough people believed in it that a part of the world actually became part of the flat earth and it's just like crazy shit like that uh it is so high concept and it is so well written and it is very wordy in the type of way that i love when a book does this um and i gotta be honest james tynan like I've read a lot of that dude's indie stuff, and I love, I've love i loved all of his indie stuff, and I've only really liked his DC stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like he's always caged when he's doing something that's with the big two. Whereas when, like, with any any creator uh, doing their own stuff, they're, they have free will. And I'm just like, man, I'm just so glad you have you can do both. Uh, because like his Batman stuff's pretty good, but like uh, it's, not, it's not blowing the chain off anything. That's not a phrase. Um, but, but I think, I think that is a stellar first issue and of, of all the comics I've recommended, recommended the last couple months, um, definitely check this one out. Cause this is one that I really wanted to see survive. Cause it's, it's challenging in all the ways that, uh, that, that we like, and, uh, just tackling like white supremacy at its front, having a, a, a gay protagonist at the forefront. Mm-hmm. It's just like, 
it's such an awesome book and I just love it so much. Mm -hmm. And um, it seems like it's really responding well with a lot of people online too. So that's really great. Good. Yeah. Right. Um, Shang-Chi number one came out by Gene Yang. Did you guys pick this up? I did, but Good. I haven't read it. Cool. Did you pick it up? Gene Yang. Brandon, it's Gene Yang. You want to write Superman? He can't until you buy this book. Um, it's it's all right. It's like, Ben, I love you. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> I, actually, I, went to, I went to the comics book store today and I saw it. there was this was the last one on the shelf that Thank wasn't you. the variant cover. So I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty sure Ryan, Ryan's not going to yell, yell at me, but I'm pretty I'm sure he's but I was saying, Gene Yang, like, we were just talking about, like, man, I wish that guy was writing more books. Here it is. After, no, I, after I this, after this, I couldn't get any more. No, I feel it. That's, that book well, came I, out. I, I picked that up. I picked G, uh, Shang-Chi up because Gene Yang wrote it. Yes. Uh, I'll like, be hey, I love this dude's stuff in Superman. I want to see what he does with Shang-Chi. And it's, it's, it's pretty okay. Shang-Chi, too, so there we go. Shang-Chi was the first comic I ever read in my entire life because my grandpa gave it to me. Um, this is a pretty decent first issue. I'm not going to lie. It's totally fine um it's a lot of world building it's all it's 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 very um it's setting up a lot of new ideas but i think the wording of it it's just it's a lot of repeating it's a lot of like brother brother hammer and sister hammer and a lot of these phrases they keep repeating lots and lots and lots of times and it just kind of gets repetitive after a while reading it so many times you know i know what the character looks like you don't need to keep saying their name even though it's kind of like a like a cultural thing i just think it's it's a little it's a little a little fumbly um, but I think the idea is really cool. And Shang-Chi himself is a really fun, awesome, cool character. Uh, he's really charming, like super charming. Um, so that's so why I'm glad at least hit him, the character himself is written pretty well. Um, we'll see how, how the villain stuff turns out. But, uh, I think, uh, it's cool to have a Shang-Chi book out. That movie's coming out soon. Of course, there's a comic coming out. Um, it's nice they didn't just get a white guy to write it. So I appreciate that. It's also nice that they're putting it out this well ahead of the film so yeah. that it can actually maybe build mm -hmm more of an audience than it would absolutely uh, just based off of the comics because usually they drop that like a much closer to the release yeah i'm glad they put this out this early yes i agree um also i will stick with that at least the first arc like um unless it just like spirals down but i but i, I doubt it um i think it can only go from here it just had to be a really like heavy first issue to figure stuff out yeah um immortal hulk had a one one shot where my jeff lemire and mike del mundo i didn't know mike del mundo was doing the art that dude is insanely talented um I just, I, I just want this to be the next team. This is the team you got, guys. This is it. Just like, it's so. This was such a fun, just like little. It's a one-shot anthology. Like, hey, this is a swamp thing. Uh, swamp thing. It feels like swamp thing. Uh, <laughs> just a little Hulk story in this world. Um, like, it's not. It doesn't like break the mold or anything. But it's just like a nice little. Here's a little book. Very cute. Uh, while also being very horrific. Um, there are some other books. I, I uh, enjoyed. I enjoyed that one as well. Good. I'm glad. Uh, I just man. I just I want the immortal Hulk train to run f forever, and I know the gas is gonna run out eventually. But I'm just like, ah, oh, here's some more coal. Just I'll just buy everything, please. <laughs> um, I bought a I bought Multiverse's End, which is a, a a death metal book because that was very highly rated by um, people who aren't enjoying the mm. the uh, death metal. the death metal like I have been. Um, so uh, yeah, that's another James Tynan book, and that is. That was one where he's, they're just like, hey, just here, let loose. Here's Captain Carrot. That's his name, Captain Carrot. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like a cavalcade of just DC characters. And it's just a, a super fun multiversal um, team up book with a lot of really, really interesting character exchanges that just like only can exist in this. I am glad you brought that up. Uh, I, I've read that also and I really enjoyed it, um, yeah. especially because of what it does for Owlman. <clears throat> and a lot of that story is just Owlman kind of jealous that he's like i'm the dark reflection of batman not that thing from the dark multiverse yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i loved it 
Yeah. Um, and then, Callie, and then and the, dope, and he's just so jealous and cynical about it. As the character, Sparks, have you read it? No, not yet. Okay. Um, and like, there's a, there's a moment where he's looking at one of the dark multiverse Batman, and he's like, "What makes you so sure?" Blah 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 blah. And Alman's like, "Because." And Alman just goes, "Because I'm a good idea, and you're a terrible idea." Listen, I'm not saying, uh, well, yo, man, it's there. It's on the sand. It's there. It's I, there. I get, I got a lot of like Crisis on Infinite Earths, Crisis on Two yeah. Earth movie vibes from this Alman. I really enjoyed how this Alman was written. Yeah, I, uh, I forgot how, how cool that Alman is. How much like this? How just like, uh, just a bad dude, and like the good and bad ways. Um, I found a picture of all my comics. Um, there was a giant size X Men tribute comic that, um, in 1975 when that book came out, that introduced mm. all those new characters like Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler, all those characters. Krakoa. But this, huh? Krakoa. Krakoa, yes, and also Krakoa. Um, and it, uh, it's just like almost every page is a different artist, and it's just a recreation of that original book. Uh, and it's just stunning and it's gorgeous. And um, it's just a nice little, a little piece to have of memory. It's really cool. And then, oh, the uh, just this little book called Exoswords. And that's the last thing I read. X-Factor yes. 4, right? X-Factor 4. Have, have you guys read that yet? Yes. Yeah, not yet. So no docking X-Factor, but I didn't, I didn't think big things were going to happen in almost every single issue. Like I didn't expect the things to happen in this. The event was just going to take over the books. Yes. It is. It truly, this is truly part two of the event and so much shit happens. I'm really glad it's that actually, because it makes it like less like this is just, Oh, this book is a tie in. It's like, no, no, no. This is the event continued. Yes. Uh, I've listened to, I mean, I listen to all the interviews that I can whenever they come out, but like since this, since this event started, um, all of the Exosaurs, all the X-Men writers and artists are doing tons of interviews. And I've listened to all, all, so many of them. And the the, the uh, collaboration between them, like, uh, it's not that I ever believed it, but this, they talk about it so much. How Like, we are always talking to each other. You know, we have, we have a group chat. We're always talking. You know, we do weekly video chats and stuff. And I'm like, I believe it. Like, this feels like... This feels like an event where every single person wrote all the issues. You like so, it feels you so, so rarely get so many titles that feel like they are cohesively functioning together yeah. at once. Um, and this, yeah, like the end of of X of Swords uh, creation leads directly into this, and yeah. it's just exactly what happens. I'm like, this really is just like all. It's just it's a story. And what an issue. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, lo- I loved everything with Apocalypse. Yeah, and so much shit happens, and it's like I don't I don't want to like get into it because I know we're going to talk about it at the end, uh, yeah. uh, like when the event's over, but like. So much the, the story that happens with Rockslide. Yeah, and so much yeah. important stuff happens for for Krakoa and the resurrection stuff. Where I'm like, oh my oh. god, um, uh, Rockslide! Holy shit! Yeah, yes. yeah, the multiversal. Yeah, yeah. yes, it's, it's it's it introduces so much stuff. I'm like, guys, the event just started. We can't do this. Oh my god, it um, completely changes the resurrection protocols. Yes, um, I am. I also just, we also saw Moira. We. Uh, <laughs> We did. We saw Moira for the first time since Hot Shots. It's literally a panel. <laughs> Calm down, Ben. It's one panel where we see a place called Moira's No Place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, and yeah. Moira is there. Sorry, yeah. You I, just see her for a panel. No, yeah. It's it's just a reference, yeah. Um, that is a, a stellar second issue. Um, And I'm just, man, I'm, just, I'm on board, baby. And next week we get a like spoiler three. would be to tell you what that location looked like. Next week we get three issues. Um, I'm ready. I'm down with clown. Yeah, three issues next week. Yeah. Um, uh, I played some video games, but it's just the same stuff I've been playing. Like no real, real updates. Uh, I don't know if I did anything with you. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> the sparks. Do you want to go next? Sure. Why not? Why not? Uh, I read comics. Um, when I wasn't doing schoolwork. I lie. I'm sorry. I have one more comic that I read. Uh, because I was at the vet for three hours. 
I was on rough. Twitter. Yeah, you know, uh, anything for my baby. Excuse me. Uh, so I was on Twitter, and somebody asked a question. Um, there's a there's a writer, Mark Gr- Gruenwald. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He he wrote Captain America for 140 issues in the 80s. And somebody asked, "Hey guys, what's your opinion on this run of Captain America?" And pretty much every big comic writer I follow saying, "This is not only one of the best Captain America runs; it's just one of the best runs in comics of all time." So I was like, "Yeah, I I really been trying to read more older comics because like." Like I, I read so many modern comics, it's crazy. And I'm like, you know, there's like uh, like a hundred years of comics I can read. Not a hundred, but there's a lot of comics I can read. Uh, so I started to read this book in, in uh, Captain America like 307, I think when I started. And immediately I'm like, yo, this book rules. It's so fun. Uh, Captain America is the best. He's the best hero. There's a character named Armadillo. Uh, he's a giant armadillo man. He gets turned into an armadillo because his wife has an uncurable disease and an evil scientist is going to help him cure the disease. It's it's uh, it's uh, Mr. Freeze, but he's an armadillo. <laughs> so he goes and he's like, listen, there's a there's a there's a dead Avenger. Goliath died back in the 80s. He died in Secret Wars, too. I need you to go get Goliath's body because his body has like, like it has like uh, vapors and like ethereal shit. I want to study it. So armadillo has to go steal his body. But Captain America is there and armadillo is like, I'm going to fight you, Captain America. And he's like, hold up. Can we talk about this? And, and Armadillo's like, what? Um, so he's like, why are you here? Uh, they get into a tussle, but Captain America's like, stop. What, why are you here? Um, he's like, I need to steal this body because my wife's dying. And he's like, oh, bro, I'm really sorry. Uh, what can I do to help? Armadillo's like, this is confusing. Uh, <laughs> so um, they talk it out. He's like, cool, listen. Um, I'm going to go talk to the scientists. Come with me. They get it all sorted out. Uh, and they become friends. And he's like, hey, Armadillo, listen, um, just call the Avengers. Uh, tell them you're going to go pick up that body. Tell them you have my permission to do it. No big deal. I'm going to sort out this stuff with the supervillain. Everything's, everything's kosher. And I'm like, oh, Steve, you're, this is the best. I want this Steve forever. Not that the modern Steve hasn't been this, but like a lot of the modern Steve has been very like like uh, super spying, like tactical and like like heavy shit. Like, oh, I'm evil and stuff. Like, this is just super fun Captain America stuff. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. The villains are great. Uh, hey, guys, the 80s rule. Good stuff. That's it. Sorry, Sparks. No, you're good. Um, okay, so I read some comics mm-hmm. when I wasn't doing school. Um, I read Iron Man by Christopher Cantwell. Uh, that's a solid issue one. Yes, it is. Really loved it. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I I recommend picking up that Iron Man title, guys. It's really good. Um, most Marvel stuff is good. Uh, I also read the latest issue of Doctor Doom because I had the time. Bears. Uh, Cantwell is killing it. He traced it. There, there was a bear tracing uh, sure in that comic, but, yeah. they, but, but they're killing it on the story. Listen, Salvador Roloca <laughs> is a, he, it's not his first time getting caught. Um, let's see. <laughs> Where do I want to go from here? You and I played some Fortnite. We did play some Fortnite. That happened. Um, Wolverine is officially in the game, so we'll yes. probably be playing some more of that soon. Yeah, we will. Yeah, there's good stuff. Um, Fortnite's fun. Um, oh, other comic I'll talk about uh, besides X of Swords, which I did read. Uh, I read three Jokers issue two. Mm-hmm. Brandon and I already discussed this a bit because uh, I know he did as well. Yeah. And I will say uh, the Jason Todd stuff is great. Okay. Uh, super good. I really like the story they're telling about Jason Todd kind of coming to deal with a lot of the trauma he's carried tied to everything about the Joker killing him and everything that happened afterward. Okay. And how the Bat family has treated him upon his return and how he felt like uh, the path he's had to walk was an inevitability from the moment that he even became Batman's ward. Um, I really like all of that exploration. It is a bummer to know that there is only one more issue of this, and it is a bummer to know that that will not get the fleshed out story it deserves, and that it is overshadowed by this I cannot see ending satisfyingly story about Jokers. Um, mm-hmm. 
but the Jason Todd core of it's so so much of this issue was about him that I'm like, why is this? Why is this even a Three Jokers book? Why is like it just the only thing I can see is that the premise of kickstarting Jason to say these things uh, is what had to happen at the end of issue one. But but otherwise, I don't even need like it, this story is a Jason Todd story. He's and the, that's what I want. He's the third Joker, and it's and it's good. It's really good. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I want to be clear, like, I think that I agree with the idea that I don't think this book can end satisfy satisfyingly. Um, in another issue, I can't. I can't yeah, imagine. in another issue. I am interested in the story of the three Jokers. Um, it's just, we know so little about what that story is that one more issue, there's no way this ends satisfying. Right. I like yes. I am also interested in the story of Three Jokers, except that's not the story that it's telling. It's telling a story about Jason Todd, which I also think is great. But I'm mm -hmm. like, it just. I want that to be a, a twelve issue mini like miniseries. Give mm -hmm. me a twelve issue miniseries about Jason Todd dealing with all this trauma and talking to Barbara about it and connecting with her about it. Yes, that's exactly what I want. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, because uh, then they're just gonna like get into a relationship, and I don't uh, want that. Oh boy, um, I didn't buy this comic. That, that's fine. Oh, yeah, I bought it earlier today. So, uh, the art's still great, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I, I truly think what's being written for Jason Todd is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just wish that it was going to. Even even like if these kernels were going to lead into some other series written by somebody else where they get to take it and run with it, I'd be happy to know that that was true. Yeah. But we don't even have that on the table, so I'm like, this is this is really good character stuff that's that's probably never going to go anywhere, and I hate it. And uh, not that it, I guess, not that it really matters that there's another event that's so totally tied on the Joker right now. But like, Batman 100 is about to come out, and that's a seminal. Oh, you mean book. the Joker War? Joker War, yeah. yeah. And, and Batman 100 is about to come out, and that's a big, that's a seminal book that's dealing with the joker so it's just like you have these two completely separate books and, and the like, joker war wasn't enough so the joker war had to get its own extra thing that it's releasing yeah um which now has ruined poison and ivy blow blow out my butt yeah uh poor poison ivy in the comics just that's harley quinn season three next year guys that, that's where your good content's coming it, from uh, did i tell you guys i read detective comics 1027 no ever it's good i liked it i like all the stories in that one i haven't i haven't read it yet yeah, uh, I also bought it. Uh, I will read it when I have time to read. But you were, I feel like stories. you were saying something to a point. I forgot where I was going. Because uh, you were saying like, yeah, there's another Joker event. And just oh, it's just like it's, hard for, it's just it's hard for me to care when this is supposed to be a big like. This is the truth of the Joker's when the truth of the Joker's is happening also in another book. Sure. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. Uh, I know like none of it like continuity doesn't matter, but like it's just I hate timing like. Uh, pandemic ruined everything really i mean it does it does come down to a core thing where i think both for jason todd and for the jokers but but like where it hurts me is with jason todd it does come down to a thing where like i don't understand the relevance of the three jokers event if it's something that nobody's going to ever take any of these pieces and run with it i'm like mm -hmm. why does this story even matter it's only three issues it's not even a story on its own so it needs to matter somewhere else and if it never will then what's the point mm -hmm. speaking mm -hmm. of mattering slash not mattering um the uh, a recent Tom King interview I just listened to on Word Balloon saying that uh, Bat Catwoman, sorry, Bat Cat the book is a direct sequel to the Mask of the Phantasm movie. So everything that happened in the movie is canon to his Batman continuity because Andrea is an old flame of his. So that's super dope. That is cool. Super dope. Love it. 
Um, I, the, I, started I, started, I started to watch that movie recently, and I had it on DVD. I was like, man, this looks like shit, and I bought the Blu-ray. There you go. <laughs> um, we watched Lovecraft Country. We did not get to talk about it because one week Ryan was sick, and the next week Brandon had stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So we will have Lovecraft Country in spades this coming week. Two you can one, check us baby. out on Fake Nerds Watch talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Megan and I are still playing through Until Dawn. That's a great experience. We're having a good time with it. How we far have are to, you? we're at chapter six out of 10. Oh, okay. So, cause I was about to say like, like how much, what's, how, what's the spooky level at where are you at right now? I think the spooky level is like middling, really? but uh, Megan thinks we're at spooky, spooky. And I'm like, I think we're like at, okie dokie spooky. Yeah. Um, I watched two old movies related to my classes and I'm going to talk about them. I watched uh, the old movie, them. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys familiar? I've heard of it. It's uh, giant radioactive ants. Oh yes, of course. Oh, um, yeah, I think I might have seen clips of it. Oh uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I watched it for class. Not you know, it's it's very uh, it's got an exclamation point. Yeah, it's very very interesting. Uh, it's, black and white, right? Yes, black and white. Um, this is this is the fifties. Uh, we were watching it in um comparison, essentially, with Godzilla King of the Monsters, and okay. I do mean uh the American remake of Gojira. Mm-hmm from the 50s we we did not watch gojira for class we watched godzilla because we're specifically analyzing how americans uh refuse to acknowledge the uh devastation of atomic radiation unless Uh they are in control of the narrative yeah so in godzilla king of the monsters they're not acknowledging that uh like you watch i haven't watched godzilla king of the monsters in a really long time last few times i've watched i've only watched gojira but we were watching godzilla king of the monsters and i'm like wow, I think this, I think this is actually really bad. And like, I, I mean like really terribly bad. And I didn't think that the last time I watched it, but I'm like, they're, they've cut up and butchered so much of that movie and you can tell. And I'm just like now really thinking a lot about some of the racism that's attached to it, which they managed to sneak in somehow. Um, and, uh, and how much, um, because I, I really wanted to, I only got to watch pieces of Gojira. I didn't get to watch the whole thing this time. I didn't have enough time this week. Um, but I just thought about how Godzilla King, the monsters, uh, the remake, the American remake makes you feel very um, separated from all the victims of Godzilla because you're only locked into the perspective of the white Raymond Burr protagonist that they shove in. Steve Martin. Yes. Who plays Steve Martin. Uh, you are shut into his character so you are not, yes, uh, I'm happy we have the original cut as well. Um, you are locked into his perspective, so you're not allowed to actually connect with any of the characters uh, as they're going through anything in the movie. It's it's honestly so hollow of emotion, it's ridiculous. Well, it's also because it's told from, it's told in the past tense. So it's, it's Raymond Burr telling the story of Raymond Burr experiencing Godzilla. Well, only part of it is told in the past tense. Most of the movie. Um, because once we get up to the oxygen destroyer stuff, that's told in the forward momentum. Oh, you're right. Um, uh, but yes, exactly. It's 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 so hollow and empty of emotion, and Gojira is so 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 much better. Um, what I was talking about, Brandon, is how we for class we watched this in uh, conjunction with them, which is the '50s uh, film about radioactive ants, oh. and how our American uh, 
our American uh, sensitivities about how we can talk about atomic radiation if we're the ones in control of the narrative, if we're the ones in control of the movie, he can say, yeah, it's our problem, but look how our military and our scientists dealt with it. Not a problem at all. Yeah. Uh, is different from how we're allowed to talk about Godzilla because of all the things. They cut out um, all but one single reference to Godzilla potentially being uh, caused by radiate, like appearing because of atomic bomb testing. Mm -hmm. And even then when they acknowledge it in the Godzilla remake, they treat it like it's just one theory, but not the reason. Uh, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty bad. Isn't there a thing? Isn't there a thing in the original Gojira cut? I haven't seen either in a long time. But isn't there a thing in, in Gojira that they said like atomic radiation created this thing, and in the Raymond Burr one, it's atomic radiation woke up this thing. No, um, both of them think that atomic radiation. Uh, so both of them think that they woke it up. But mm. Japanese one says they woke it up and changed it. Oh, okay. you were right. So right, both right. of them think it is a prehistoric species that was surviving somewhere else. Um, yes, exact same thing with the 1985 Godzilla. Raymond Burr was in the 1985 Godzilla uh, American version. I know, I know. Uh, it's so bad. Um, yes, it is that. But um, in in the whole thing is what happens is in Gojira. Uh, a whole scene that happens that's cut out of the American one is that the Japanese say, okay, well, uh, we have to keep this information secret. We do not believe this was because of the atomic testing and we're not going to acknowledge it. And then the wives and sisters and stuff of the victims who have already suffered from Godzilla are in the same room and saying, no, you have to tell the public about it. It's our fault. It's the atomic testing's fault. Mm -hmm. like, we have to acknowledge who it is. And they're like, no, 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 we can't acknowledge that on a global stage because the U.S. will get mad. That's mm -hmm. literally the discussion. Uh, anyway, so I just want to watch Shin Godzilla again. Yo, that no. movie. Um, my top, my top three Godzilla movies: Shin, Shin, Gojira, and GBK. Final Wars. Um, no, Godzilla, Godzilla, Mothra, Ghidorah. Yeah, I love, I love big Russians fighting. Um, um, so Shin Godzilla, I just remembered it has like an American like liaison, just like Neon Genesis Evangelion has like has like a, a American liaison. I'm like, oh my god, Hideki Anno! You're everything! <laughs> but, but unlike uh, the other ones, she'll switch between English and Japanese flawlessly. Yes. Uh, anyway, mm -hmm. uh, Brandon and I played Among Us. That did mm -hmm. happen. Um, that was fun. Wait, Ooh. real quickly. Remember in Godzilla Final Wars, like when you decided to invade Earth, you forgot about two things. The first, the second was Godzilla. And the first was me. Yeah. That guy's great. That movie's fun. Um, I have an uh, Among Us update, which is fun because you guys play it. So, you know, that game came out over two years ago, right? Oh, I know. Yeah. And I the developers. I watched the completions video of Among Us because I thought, because I've only been seeing the memes now. And yeah. I finally started playing the game today. I'm like, yep. man. And then I'm watching the video. I was like, two years? This game's been out for over two years? Uh, you can think the pandemic because um, streamers honestly dictate what becomes really popular in multiplayer, especially if the game's good. That helps. But yeah. like some streamers got together and they're like, hey, this game's fun. Let's try it out. And then slowly just build it up. Now it's the most played game on Twitch. But Among Us 2 has been in development for, for over a year. And they scrapped development <clears throat> on the sequel because the game now is more popular now, this very second, than it was over two years ago. And they're just going to reshuffle all that content into this new, into the first game. Yeah. So uh, there was going to be a second, uh, but then they're like, oh my god, we just got like a million dollars. They they also just seem to have finally beefed up their servers, so mm -hmm. things are running yeah. a little better. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully it'll continue. I think that, that, that's a, are, it's a dope story. Say, yeah, it's coming, but they straight up say it's like, yo, it's going to be a while. 
But this one among us, the first one is going to keep going until no one's playing it any, anymore. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Um, I also watched God of High School. That's an anime. Um, <clears throat> That's such a bummer. I haven't seen the last four episodes because yeah, you got to been... you got to catch up and then we'll talk. Um, That's so it's so because in the beginning we were so hyped, it was so cool. It's still pretty. Wow, that sucks. We'll talk about it. Um, uh, ultimately, what it is, really simply, uh, the anime has now displayed that um, it just it 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 is uninterested in explaining how anything works. Aww. And so there was an episode where you were jumping between two different fights, and one is a very martial arts based fight, and in another, I'm not kidding you, a character pulls out a giant silver cross where little tiny teddy bears pop out of every little orifice on the cross, and then shoot lasers out of their eyes and mouths. And there is no explanation of how these two things function or relate to each other in the same world. Uh, it's just, you're supposed to somehow think that the stakes in this other fight are the same as the stakes in that fight. And it's like, but these are two totally different like tones and power sets. And we have no explanation for how that power set is even rationalized by people. Mm. Um, so that's God of high school. Uh, Lame. Teddy bears uh, coming out of a cross that shoot laser beams from their eyes and their mouths. You heard me. Dr. Evil couldn't make um, that. The other thing, uh, Ryan, you and I did do something together. Uh, we watched the South Park pandemic special. Oh, we did. I did that too. Yeah. I did South Park in a long time. Yeah. And I used to watch South Park. And I just, you know, I, I stopped watching it because it just, it's one of those shows that keeps going on. That was a good, pretty good special. Yeah, it they lampooned uh, everything going on really well. Yeah. Um, it was funny special. It's funny because Fang and I, we were watching it together. And we, as we were watching it, we we're like, okay, so they got, they got the president, they got the virus. They got the masks. They got the mask deniers, and they're like, "Oh, the fires! Yeah, the fires!" Very end. They got the fires out. They got. The uh, fires. Don't forget the police brutality. Holy, yeah, the police brutality. <laughs> That's very, very apparent. Yeah, that is, like, are we protesting? Or are we rioting? Which one are we doing? And then um, they, they uh, did you guys see? I retweeted it. It's a someone did a short film about a seventeen minute short film, uh, parodying nineteen seventeen, but it's twenty twenty. Mm, no. no so it's uh it's on my twitter i recommend it it's really cool it's just this guy did a single take short film uh in la uh of just everything that's been going on in 2020 up until about like two months ago because he had to edit it um it's really cool i'll check that out mm-hmm. um let's see i also watched an episode of the goes wrong show um this is a six episode season uh it came out near the end of last year um i'm hoping that they'll do more uh it is the logic like think saturday night live except like they're actually trying to air television on television plays this is something that was much more common in britain than here um and they're airing the plays as these teleplay events and uh everything that could go wrong goes wrong um it's very uh staged in the way that things go wrong like it's very planned out you can tell like this is a scripted show it's not something where like the the accidents can ever actually truly be accidents it's all but it but the hilarity of just the absurdity of how badly this show can be rendered um there's for an example of like a middle range thing that they do is there's one part in the episode i watched where the guy uh goes to open the kitchen door and they have a whole kitchen set for another part of the scene and the door is jammed and they just can't get it so um all of their next lines are related to the guy like offering the person tea and so they can't get in they all pretend to walk more steps just next to the door they can't get through 
and then say their lines as if they're in the kitchen. And then he says, would you like some tea? And then a stagehand bursts through the side of the door and drops the teapot out with tea just pouring into their hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's very entertaining. I love it. Um, so I highly recommend it. Watch that on Amazon Prime. Um, and lastly, uh, Megan and I finished Killing Eve Season 2. Um, this season was not as solid writing-wise as Season 1, specifically for the character played by Sandra O. Oh. However... Is that Eve? Yes. However, uh, the character played by Jodie Comer... Killing. ...which is Villanelle... Oh. Uh, the same joke. <laughs> ...was fantastic. Um, she is so, so good. This actress is incredible. Her character is so engaging. Um, she is the kind of person where uh, her character is written so well where she enters into rooms with characters and I find her entirely unpredictable. I truly do not know what she's going to do and I am internally fascinated by her the as a jo character. Joker. Um, she's really good. You will all have actually seen her briefly in The Rise of Skywalker, apparently. She cameoed as Rey's mother. Um, I just found that out. Uh Oh, that's not a seven good, second performance. Not a good representation of what she's capable of. I highly recommend this show, guys. She is so good. I cannot wait for her to get more recognition because she's so, so talented. Uh, and I eagerly await getting to watch Killing Eve season three when it drops on Hulu. Um, but for now, I have to sit in the season two cliffhanger. Uh, Fiona Shaw is also on that show, which I mentioned before. She's incredibly good on that show, um, playing this shady uh, British Nick Fury, essentially um mm. running an organization with plans upon plans and secrets upon secrets uh it's very very good excellent and that's my week ben so i had a week off from work Woo! and i was actually able to get quite a bit done well not really a whole lot so uh let me try and think if i can remember i should have wrote all this down i don't know why i did it so um Let's, let's just stick with a huge thing, video games. I've been playing a whole lot of video games this week. The big <laughs> one that I've been constantly playing is, of course, Super Mario 64. I unfortunately have not uh, beaten the game yet, but I am close. I'm over to I'm over 85 stars in that game. And uh, I've, I've been, I'm going to complete... For those of you keeping track at home, he is now at 85 stars. Mm -hmm. I'm yep. I'm getting down. I hear 85. You got 85? I got 85. We got 85. And the more I play it, because there, there have been many times to me playing uh, 64 where I'm like, this, yeah, I could go. It's It reminds me a lot of when I was playing Super Mario Odyssey, which is like, you know, no, I could do another move. Like, because in Odyssey, it's moons rather than stars. So it's like, no, I could grab one more moon. That's fine. Oh, you know, I could grab a, it's Oh, oh, it's only this o'clock at night. Yeah, I could go like a, <laughs> an hour and a half more. Let's see how many I can get. I get that a lot in Super Mario 64, but there are, but there are times these controls just make me want to run up a wall and it's so many times where i know i nailed that jump but for some reason the camera just mm -hmm. one direction and i can't see where i'm going the next thing i know i hear Wah! and i fall and lose a life it happens yeah it, it, it does it, it happens it is what it is it is what it is what it is but the game is still fun i'm still enjoying it and i can't wait to get that 120 I'm actually I every time I find a star in there are times where I find or I see or I get into a new course and I see a star that's just right there right in the open and I get it and next thing I know it's, that was supposed to be like the fifth or sixth star I was supposed to grab. I'm we like, will now take bets for when he will reach 120. Uh, do I hear Tuesday? This no, I'm, no. I'm going back to work. It's probably going to be in like two weeks or something. 
I put two hundred dollars on Wednesday. You're gonna lose that money, Brandon. You're gonna lose that money, dude. I got a good feeling about Wednesday. So besides Super Mario 64, I also started getting more into uh, Metroid Zero Mission for the Game Boy Advance. This is the remake of the original Metroid, which was on the NES back in 1986. How many stars stars you got in that one? You don't get stars in that game. You shoot aliens. Oh? Yeah. Oh is right. So this game is also spooky. And, 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 you know, it's not as spooky, but it's, it's pretty damn spooky. It's pretty damn scary. It's got alien vibes to it. But like alien as in like the the movie franchise aliens, yeah. And I, I mean, I played some of Metroid Fusion back in the day, and I really miss playing Metroid Fusion. But playing uh, Zero Mission, it's it's great. I'm at, I'm having a blast. It's 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 half of the Metroidvania where I'm love I love exploring. I love figuring things out. It's like how I get there or when I find a random item thing to upgrade my suit. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. And when I finally figured out how to get the power grip, I'm like, hey, I need that. And it's playing. I really kind of want to go back and if I could, I would go back in time to remind myself. It's like, hey, get this game, this game, and this game when they come out because if you wait, they're gonna go up in price and you're gonna hate yourself for waiting so goddamn long. There are so many better things I could do with time travel than that. Sports Almanac. No. <laughs> I know where that road leads, and I'm not doing it. It so, leads but... you to be one of the richest people in town? Also... That's true. That's that, yeah, they also true. look like Biff. Yeah, I don't want to look like Biff. No, Who also looked like Donald Trump. Coincidence? Oh, oh, God. No, because that was deliberate. Robert Zemeckis was like... Donald Trump. Hell yeah. Good job, Robbie. So besides um, Zero Mission, I haven't been playing as much. I've been playing a little bit here and there because most of my um, my focus has been going to Super Mario. But also, like I mentioned today, I started playing Among Us. I The game is great. I was playing it for a little bit with Fanny and with my roommates, or one of my roommates early today. So besides video... So that's pretty much most of my video games. Besides video games, I also watched Witches for the very first time. Because we Fanny and I were scrolling along on Netflix, and she's like, "Hey, have you ever seen this movie?" Like, I've never seen it before, and we sat down and watched it. That movie's actually pretty good. I had yeah. a good time with it. The prosthetics and makeup on that are freaky in a great way. Because, but it's a Jim Henson production. He helped with the puppets and the prosthetic makeup. It looks awesome, and good lord, does the Grand High Witch look terrifying? Brandon, you look perplexed when he said that. Have you not? Did you not know it was a movie? Uh, I did not. I, I wasn't sure uh, what he was talking about. Yes, when, the movie we're talking about later is a remake of an older movie. No, I, I knew that, but I wasn't sure if that if he was talking about. I I thought the witch, which I now know was not the witch is not the name of that movie. That's not the witch. That's the vavitch. Yeah, that. The vavitch. The the witch. I call it the witch. But yeah, witches. I I had a fun time with. It was it was good. I liked it. Um, Fanny and I we also had a, a nice little date. We went down to downtown Disney. I haven't been on Disney properties since uh, July, uh, January of this year. So being there was it was nice. We went on a, a day where Harley Owen was there. We were spaced out. I actually got to go inside the Lego, Lego store and look for um, <laughs> uh, the, the NES Lego set that I really want. I found it. I still saw the price tag for it. I'm like, maybe someday. Not today. How much is it? I don't want to say. I'm scared. No, I need to know, I need to know because I don't know. 229 bucks. No, no way. Yeah. You, you, guys, 
Guys, it's worth the Lego of it is worth more than the console itself. It is. Hell, even I, I they had the Super Mario Lego uh, starter set, which comes that comes with Mario, the actual little electronic Mario where his eyes change and you can see the icons and he plays the music. That set just by itself is sixty dollars. Legos are Legos expensive. expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Bless my parents for getting them when I was younger. Yeah, Lego, oh. well, Legos, Legos have Gone dramatically up. risen in price and are no longer a toy for the middle lower classes. Yeah, it's for yeah. rich white men. Yeah, I mean, the millennial Falcons. When I was in the store, I saw some other like amazing sets. They have these new um, Lego portraits where if you buy one thing, but there's three different options. They have a, a, a Star Wars Sith one where you can make portraits of Vader, Kylo Ren, and Darth Maul. They have a Beatles one with all four Beatles, an Iron Man one. And I thought those were actually pretty neat. And they also came out with the Diagon Alley Lego set from Harry Potter, which is pretty nice and extensive. But that one's cheaper than the NES one. Wow, I wonder why Harry Potter stuff's on sale. I don't think it was on sale, but it's still, it's like, why are you cheaper than this? Have you guys seen the movie yesterday? Uh, No, I have not. I really want to see that movie, though. Tomorrow. Uh, I've only seen it that is a movie i remember i saw that movie i i really want to see it i haven't seen it it's a gillen yeah but, but it was nice well like when fanny and i went to um besides the lego store we also went to world of disney uh she got me an early birthday present which is the hades spirit jersey we found the last one in my size at the store so woohoo nice and and uh, we actually did watch uh, anime. One of mine and Fanny's favorite anime series uh, ended this week. Uh, have does anyone else watch Food Wars besides me or no? Uh, okay, negative. All right, it's an anime about chefs, and it's actually really good, and I really enjoy it. And it ended, and we're bummed out, but it was a good ending. We and we liked it. I'm glad. Uh, what what else did I do? I went out. I bought my comics this week, and that's pretty much it. All right. All right. Mostly sleeping in, playing video games. Yep, yep. That's TLDR. Play video games and went a few places. That's about it. Love it. All righty then. So the rest of the episode is just going to be news, guys. So strap in. And a book club. And a book club. Strap it on. Strap it on. We have no topic this week because we couldn't think of one. (laughs) I I mean, we could have. We could have, but we were just like, or we get shit done. We could have faked it. But we're the fake nerds, and we don't want to take that name too seriously. Exactly. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. So I have here some new dates for some movies that have moved. Uh, no Wait, time to die. Hmm? Did, did, like, I, I know people have died, but we're not going to talk about any deaths today? No. Is that the no? Is that the first time that we've ever not talked about deaths? Not like, ever, but certainly a long time since like the pandemic. I'm just saying it's, it's the God bless that like we had a no week. major yeah like man we went like a whole that. week. I feel like it's been like an eternity. So it's like thank yeah. thank you uh, the the being alive crew, <laughs> the being alive crew. That's what they're called. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so no time to die. The 25th James Bond film has decided to bail out of this year altogether, uh, leaving its November 20th, 2020 release date for a new release date of April 2nd, 2021. Wow. Uh, I think we all knew this was inevitable. Yeah. And because of that, 
F9 colon the Fast Saga, which I I, I refuse to call it anything else, um, is moving from its April 2nd, 2021 release date and going to May 28th, 2021. So that's a month. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's a, this already. Is the, yeah. This is the first time Fast 9 has has moved since the first time it moved. Yeah, uh, this is. Yeah, it was already so far away. Like one month isn't a big deal to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect it. I don't expect to go to the movies until uh, probably after my birthday at January 28th. So like, push every movie, just push them all. Do do the Marvel, put get it out of the way. Dune, you're not coming out in December. It's not happening. Unless by some miracle, it's okay. Dude, no way. I don't believe it. Not with not with the Wonder Woman. cold and flu season already ramping up and cases spiking again. Yeah. Wait, did Wonder Woman move or is this still December? Wonder Woman moved to December. Yeah, and Dune is also so it's December. still sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think something's moving. God, I think please. they're both moving. Yeah. Uh, what was the movie I wanted to see? I figured should go to the I forget. All of them. Um, this is probably the biggest news we're going to talk about this week. Uh, this this episode, uh, they have cast Miss Marvel. I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's definitely up there. I'm so happy. Um, it's, it's the, oh the new addition. The new addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, playing Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, is Iman Vellani. Yo, man, uh, she's just she's a she's a teenage girl. Like she looks she looks she looks apart uh, from everything because she's young and on social media. Uh, she seems her really letterbox. Fun. Her letterbox is really it's it's really funny. <laughs> um, her the her last movie that she reviewed was Contagion, and her review was LOL. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny um i'm just honestly the more the more exciting thing is just like one of the one of the big rumor guys was like yo guys we're about to get a bunch of casting like the pandemic like nothing's getting made but a lot of casting so just like get ready and then we got she hulk and then we got now we got miss marvel i'm like oh it feels good what was really funny what was really funny about that and they said that that i guess uh moon knight this week is coming this week probably uh, potentially um every single person who said that you know hey we're getting some mcu casting news soon yeah. Also got, also had the actress who plays Miss Marvel wrong. Yeah, because a lot of it was just like, "Hey, some big MCU casting. Don't know who's gonna play She-Hulk, but take a look at this person for Miss Marvel." Wink. Yeah. There's there's one specific guy that I always go to, and he was like, "It uh, there's, there's it's like a bulk. It's a it's gonna be like a bulk announcement mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks." Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wasn't specific, um, but I'm, there's literally so many clickbait places that are that will do anything for clicks, and it's awful. Did, I, did, I, did you guys see my tweet today? I was like, you know, I bet we got this covered. It gets their news from the multiverse. And I would love to see the place the place where some of the shit they report is true. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I did see that. I'm really glad that they cast this actor. I'm really glad she's so young. It's going to be mm-hmm. great to watch her grow into this role. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting when we're a decade from now. And uh, she's playing a Kamala older than Kamala has ever been in the comics. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'll be fun to see. Yeah, man. And yeah. Uh, she she would only be... Peter's what? 17, 18 in the MCU at this point? I think he's he's a senior, right? Mm-hmm. He was 16 so he, in yeah. Homecoming. So yeah, 17, turning 18 around there, yeah. yeah. Well, so I mean, not... what is, we've done a five-year time jump. Like, what do you... I don't know. True. <laughs> I mean, without the five-year time jump, I'm not yeah, adding yeah, that yeah. to his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, my point is, there, Peter and Kamala would be relatively close in age. Yes, yeah. they would. Yeah, they could be homies. 
And I think that's that's cool. And, and, and it, it creates a dynamic that isn't that doesn't exist in comics that could be interesting Man, to, to explore. It would be so weird if like they did something like the Champions or like the Young Avengers, but it's instead of Miles, it's actually Peter Parker. That'd Peter. be so weird. Because, like, Peter's totally, like, a grown-ass man now in the comics. And I'm like, oh, man, I wonder if they would do that. Or is he still will be, like, an Avenger? Like, will he, will he be with the adults still? Uh, it's, that's curious. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man, though, uh, Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro. Speaking of clickbait news. It's definitely not, though. No, I know. But the thing is that when, it, it when we first like heard it. about it, we all assumed it yeah, was. Oh, totally. Yep. Like, the second I read Jamie Foxx coming out as Avenger, I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, Man, we got this coverage really blowing it out there, but this week. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was certain of it. But then there's a now deleted Instagram post from Jamie Foxx. It's like, can't wait to be Electro again. Not going to be blue this time. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so that's, that's first of all, that's dope. Because even though uh, I don't think he's particularly good in that that movie, uh, Jamie Foxx himself is an awesome dude and an awesome actor. Mm -hmm. um, and I would love I, for him. <laughs> I will rebut that and say that I think he's doing a good job with a bad script. Sure. Uh, that's, that's, that's fair. He's a good actor. It's still a bad movie. Um, I would love for him to be given a good script. I know you do. I would <laughs> love for him to be given a good script and given a great performance, not having to uh, shit out diamonds. Instead now, of shit a lot out of people, now, a lot of people are implying that this, is, that this could be multiversal. I have, I have reason to think that maybe not. Maybe it is just him playing Electro from this okay, universe. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people who are jumping to that clearly either haven't seen that Amazing Spider-Man 2 or haven't seen it in a while because he died in that movie. So he can't be the Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man 2. I showing up rebut that one. with something I don't agree with, but someone someone who very much said the same thing. Clearly people haven't seen the end of this movie. Clearly uh, Electro was phasing into the multiverse when he dies. Oh, Jesus. And I watched that clip and I'm like, yo, that looks like that dude's dead. Um, <laughs> but people will grasp at straws for anything. Uh, I think it's just going to be just Max. What's his name? Max, Max Schultz or whatever. It's going to be this Electro from this universe. Yeah. Um, I saw another clickbait of saying that Kristen, uh, Kristen Dunst or Kirsten Dunst. Nope. And the guy who, yeah, that's freaking, I was like, we got a little Jamie Foxx. Cool. But stop with the clickbait guys. Just shoot. Um, yeah. Jameson isn't the same Jameson from the Raimi films. Yeah. So there's yeah. no reason that Jamie Foxx has to be the same yeah. Electro from the mark webb it, what it just means is that they don't that they're cool with cast recasting the same people which means yeah. we can get all those old actors back in different ways still you don't have to make a big silly reason it's the multiverse yeah, like yeah. they already exist you don't need to bring them here they exist yeah yeah Charlie cox can still be matt murdoch even if you're gonna pretend that netflix show isn't canon god that's yeah. that's that was all over twitter like you guys I are bringing back Jamie fox you better bring back oh, if they don't bring back <laughs> netflix, i will be mad um, or Daredevil, I will be mad. Not actually, much. actually, that more than anything is me hope that we can see Vincent D'Onofrio play Wilson God, Fisk King in Man. a Spider-Man movie because that's what I really want. So We're both back. I started Please. watching before I was playing Star Wars Squadrons. I started Jurassic World. I forgot Vincent D'Onofrio was in that. Oh yeah, he's oh, yeah, he the guy, the trainer guy. Yeah. Did I keep forgetting he was in Men in Black and in Full Metal Jacket? Sure. I'm so curious what the plot for this next Spider-Man movie is going to be. And it has, why it has Electro. And it has home in the title, which is the lady, the lady, yeah. lady said. So uh, like, how is Electro going to factor Sinister into this Six. whole story? Like, well, I, built, I mean, sure, yeah. but dang. Yeah. I imagine my final thought is like, there, this will be the slowly build up to Sinister Six. And then the next movie is Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. The yeah. next one? Yeah. A hundred percent. 
if they're bringing in if they're bringing in jamie fox like they're going well, like, we only have like three so far right we got uh okay let's see wait, wait, wait scorpion scorpion yeah. vulture electro shocker, electro. Uh, shocker maybe Didn't shocker, shocker uh, you, can get you, a new can, shocker. you can kind of bring back shocker one shocker died the other one was incarcerated maybe mysterio okay. yeah, yeah that's, that's also, the one. vulture also, potentially but we said vulture potentially morbius or venom too like if we want to get real like they, that's that's an inevitability because we know vultures in that morbius movie and the future with the spider-man stuff they can do that so like i don't know that'd be cool that'd be kind of cool as bad as that venom movie is that'd be kind of cool uh yeah, i think uh, actually yeah. i think they have enough for for sinister sticks that they introduced too many i forgot adrian toombs is in morbius oh my gosh that's all giovanni it's rhino give us both <laughs> give me a I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think electro would be like the sixth member to add to that and that they've oh, already yeah. added five people uh, that's true yeah they i'm sure they can they can whip it up well technically we have no mysterio at the moment yeah i was about to say mysterio died i think it's the dude from christmas story I mean, yes, <laughs> you can still have that guy be Mysterio, maybe, because somebody released that video, but yeah. It yeah. It's fun to speculate. This is yeah. this is really just weird news because it's like, oh wow, okay. Yeah, all right. Here, here it, I don't know if this is how I want the Sinister Six to come about, I'll say that for sure. Hmm. Oh, Mag, don't worry, you're getting your Craven solo movie. Don't worry. Oh, uh, I'm, there he is. I forgot the Craven solo movie. That's that's part of your Sinister Jam story. Jam Dematis Dematis Demet, Demet, whatever said uh uh, 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 butcher Carl Urban as Craven. Yeah, I'm I can that. see it. Oh yeah, I think that's cool. I think you can cast somebody else, especially because Carl Urban's already done his MCU stint. Wait, have you, you? We've seen. Oh yeah, Scourge. We've seen. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, Ding Dong, Eurovision. Um, <laughs> Dan Stevens. Yeah. I don't know if he's right for that, but I, I get what you mean. I mean, he's a really good actor. Yeah, I, I just Craven bigger. No, definitely, he's not. Yeah, uh, Joe Manganiello. Here's that guy. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, I still go back to uh, the guy, Manu Bennett, who oh. was Deathstroke and Arrow. Yeah, I still think he'd be oh, a great he Craven. Be um, he's yeah. smaller, but I think that could be a big break for him. I think he he'd be really great in the role. Yeah. I base it more off his work. His work in Arrow is actually pretty good. I agree. But I base it more off his work in Spartacus. Um, yeah, he was beefy. really he was good. Beefy there. in that. He he is beefy. Yeah, the, the, he's the, actually Australian. I a lot. He is very built. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's actually Australian. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he'd be really good uh, personally, and I think he's like a more unknown. I think he could have a, a breakout hit with that. The thing is that like much like uh, how we missed the beat of like when you should have introduced Venom for Peter Parker was when he went into space. H how we missed that beat, I feel like we're missing the beat of when do you introduce Craven? Craven should be hunting down Spider-Man right now because everybody thinks he's a killer. Yes. Uh, that's how you introduce Craven, and we're probably not doing that. And I'm like, I feel like we're missing the moments that like it's so obvious. Put him with here. the way that movie ended, it absolutely should be Craven. Yeah. Um, isn't like the ultimate Craven like a reality hunt like TV hunter? Yes. Exactly. Like, just do that. Like that'd be perfect. Like I'm in I'm in New York trying to kill the spider. Like that's messed a long, up. A long time ago, we we allowed me to have a whole episode uh, where I did my pitch for the Spider-Man sequels and I said, This is how you do Craven, and this is exactly years how ago. you do Craven. Um okay, so moving on to the to the other aisle of DC Comics. Um a new Spotify scripted podcast called Batman Unburied, written by David Esquire is coming. 
the series will explore the darker parts of Bruce Wayne's character. That's all we know. They won't say anything more. I mean, I now that I know a uh, comic book podcast can be good, I'm not going to say no to it. I kind of just wish it was Batman, but like... I agree. You know. I was going to say, I feel like there's a hundred stories you could describe with that same tagline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to go to Swamp Thing, but like, just like, like listening to poetry about like nature and shit and be all swamping. I'm like, man, that's kind of what I want to read. Not some sad boy. Um, I'm, but what are you going to do? I, I'm just, I'm very deep in uh, the midst of Batman oversaturation, even though I like some Batman things. No, I uh, still... yeah. Batman's dope. Just Still like there. Mu- much. I mean, even like Wolverine. Like, I wish he wasn't the one to have a solo title, even if even though it's really good. Um, sometimes other characters deserve the spotlight. Yep. I, I. By the way, I know none of us are reading Joker War, uh, but they did just bring back Cass and Steph as Batgirls, and I was really excited. I did see that. I. Uh, I know James Tynan likes them a lot, and I mm-hmm. super appreciate that. Yeah. Is Punchline getting her own comic or just the one yes. shot? Just the one shot. Oh. Okay. Good. Because I was like. Of all the comics to give ongoings, oh, DC. No, she's, no. Uh, but Wonder Woman Earth 1 Volume 3 is coming. We've got a release date um, mm-hmm. for it. <clears throat> I expected Batman Earth 1 Volume 3 to be the next one announced. But Earth 1 is just whoop-de-doo. Whoop-de-whoops. Oh, yeah, we got, we got another Earth 1 coming out. So here you go. What'd you, what'd, you say, what'd you say, Sparks? I said Earth 1 is whatever's ready when it's ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was funny to me because Batman Earth 1 Volume 3 was, uh, John said it was done two years ago. And then Jim Lee said, yeah, Gary Frank is, Gary Frank is, uh, is finished drawing it. We're just inking it. I'm like, this is the longest draw. This is the longest inking I've ever heard of my life. I don't believe you. I don't believe that. That it's, I don't believe that. <laughs> anyway, but, but Wonder Woman Earth 1 Volume 3 will be Graham Morrison's final story with DC Comics, at least for now. Um, it's coming out March 9th, 2021. Uh, and it will see Queen Diana, as we know from the end of Volume 2, uh, try to unite the various Amazonian uh, Amazonia factions, uh, different cities, to fight off Maxwell Lord's Ares robot army. Heck yeah. Um, I love that first volume, and I think that mm-hmm. second volume is pretty good, pretty fine. Um, I hope this third one ends ends well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, obviously, Graham Morrison, Yannick Packett come back. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. You guys like Conan the Barbarian? I do quite a bit. Well, Netflix is making a TV show just for you. Thank you. No, no, no one else can watch it. Sorry, guys. Made for me. <laughs> uh, that's, that's it. Funny. That's all we know about it. Netflix just announced that they are going to develop a TV series because they've acquired the the television rights. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah. I, I mean, Maybe. after. Like after like The Witcher and stuff like I uh, and there's other shows as well, but like currently The Witcher is like the most like yo they can do some good sword and sorcery fantasy shit. Um, uh, so like as long as it's like super violent, like I'm totally on I'm totally on board. Um, yeah. Marvel my, like Marvel keeps doing it. We're like yo we're gonna get this property and then make it good. And like what if we Mar- what if uh, what if Conan teamed up with Moon Knight? I'm like yeah all right that's cool. Um, <laughs> Conan's pretty cool. Um, I'm excited for this. I think. I think live action Conan is probably cooler than Marvel Comics Conan because he can't be as rated R savage as he can as like isn't like Dark Horse stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, Conan rules like him a lot. Yeah, I love that Jason Momoa movie. Anyway, um... it's totally like a five out of ten, and I'm still waiting for that King Conan Arnold Schwarzenegger. Me like, old man, too. Old man movie. He keeps talking about it. And I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> Give it to me. He teased it when the Conan comic came out. That dude's like seventy. <laughs> 
visually. He feels like he's not oh. physically old looking enough. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he, he doesn't believe in CGI and makeup. <laughs> I'm too good looking. There was a King Conan, there was a King Conan, Old Man King Conan variant cover made for the first issue of Conan the Barbarian for Marvel. And Arnold Schwarzenegger posted uh, a video of him reading it and like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. He, there's a King Conan comic coming out soon. Or it's already out. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, While you're looking that up, I'll just move on to the next bit. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. The Gentleman. Uh, anybody see the movie The Gentleman by Guy Ritchie? Matthew McConaughey? Charlie Hunnam? Not Hunter? yet. I, I've been wanting to see it, but I haven't seen it yet. Hugh Grant? Uh, Charlie Hunnam? Is Future, James, Future James Bond, Henry Golding? I, I know what it happen? is. I just haven't watched it. Um, anyway, Guy Ritchie is apparently developing a sequel TV series uh, to that movie. Okay. That is being shopped around right now. Not starring any of the same people because they're too famous. Matthew McConaughey is confirmed to star in the series. What? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey did Serenity. Now he'll do anything. <laughs> that was a long time ago. It wasn't. It was three years ago. Gross. Uh, he's really no, good in that, gentlemen. No, uh, Sparks threw me off there for a second because when he said Serenity, I thought, wait, he wasn't in the 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 show with the no, he's talking about the video game movie Serenity. Yes. Oh, I thought he was talking about uh, the Joss Whedon Serenity. You don't remember Matthew O'Connor? was Reaver number seven. Uh, he's like, all right, all right, all right. As he's starting. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right. Oh shit! <laughs> all right. Oh, anyway, Good. <laughs> Guy Ritchie is writing and directing every episode of the series. Wow. Um, and like I said, Matthew McConaughey will return as his character. Again, he's very good at that movie, so I'm excited for this. I love that movie. Awesome. Um, and right now, they're just shopping around networks, so yeah. Man, I imagine if you're getting McConaughey, then it's not going to be on like ABC. It's probably going to be like a big time network. This is... Wait, who was in... Wasn't McConaughey in, in True Detective Season 2? Yeah, that's HBO. He was. He was. Yeah. No, he's season that's, one. That's one. different. HBO always gets movies. Yeah, stars. HBO is like premiere shit. That's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it's gonna be like that or something or Netflix. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Honestly. Yeah. Um guys, we all like The Lion King. The live action remake by by John Favreau. We all like that movie. It's a great movie. I don't like um, this joke. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, anyway, The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride is getting a remake now. Nope, that's not cool. true. It's, it's not. It's They're making a sequel to the live action. They are not making The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. That is I know. Much, much, to their de- much to their detriment. Uh, the Lion King 2... I like that, I like that movie. Um, Disney is moving forward, forward with the sequel to their live action photorealistic uh, Lion King movie with Barry Jenkins, who is the director of Moonlight directing this one barry you made my favorite movie of that year and uh, and it deserved that oscar that it won for best picture sometimes i understand you just want a new pool i get it you just really (laughs) need that new pool barry and here's the lion king here's the thing uh i'm not against this entirely this is not going to be based off the Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. They've already talked about that part of it is that they want you to don't explore. you don't need to keep ripping that away from me, Sam. Sparks, <laughs> god damn it. I'm I'm giving you a gift. I a gift. I they are already talking about the fact that they want to explore stuff about Mufasa's past. Ooh, uh, prequel. I uh, I don't think it's that. I think that they're actually like using Rafiki to communicate with Mufasa's spirit and learning things from the past. Oh. Um 
Oh, that'd be interesting. If, theoretically. My point being, I don't actually know what this movie will be about, and that means I might be able to like it. My problem with the live-action Lion King is that it's the same as the animated, and I'd rather just watch the anime because the anime did it better. True. Mm. If this is not directly Simba's pride, good. It shouldn't be. Simba's pride is more comically cartoony than the original Lion King, so trying to do that into the live-action animation is stupid. Uh, if you're going to do something new, something where you can explore new territory, cool. I'm more on board for that, to be honest. You guys remember the thing is, I still, I still don't care that I'm not going to be able to believe the animals are experiencing emotions. Because <laughs> remember, we are one from Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Yeah, I remember all of Lion King 2, Simba's Nuke? Pride, Brandon. Nuka? Nuke? Is that a Lion King? Oh, uh, uh, Nuka. Yeah. Yeah, Nuka. I'm right. Yeah. I know my shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's not in it. He looks, the, the first time I ever saw him was in like, uh, when they let, like, play clips of things they're selling on VHS and DVD and Target. And they were playing a, a part of the Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. And I saw him. And all I saw was like a guy that looked like Scar, but like he had been like tattered and ripped up. And I'm like, oh, yo, did Scar survive? <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's not who that is at all. Do you know about Nuka, Ben? I have seen Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. Is your favorite song, is your favorite song, Upende? Did you like that Jackie Chan was involved, Ben? It's me, I'm Jackie Chan. <laughs> This whole podcast doesn't get that joke unless they watch the book. Club. <laughs> All right, sure. I'll have a picture of Nuka. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to be hopeful that this could be something I like, but at the same time, I'm like, I hated that one. I don't really want to do this again. It makes me extra worried because that movie made like a, a billion and a half dollars, mm -hmm. so they don't need to make it a better movie. Yeah, that's the problem. They 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 know they could put out a a. a mediocre product i mean the movie looks great but you know as, as a story it's awful like if it's, i hear it's not good i'm not going yeah and it's like it's uh, a sad place for me to be where there's a lion king thing coming out and i'm like yo yeah i don't think so yeah so. i feel like franchises get there at, at some point for everybody for different things it's awful i you kind of sold me on what it is uh, what we hope it's going to be sparks and not what it is and like because when brandon said hey it's going to be simba's to simba's cry simba's pride i instantly thought Thanks, I hate it. Burn it. I don't want it. We don't need this. Remember You're right. When... I, don't want, I do not want a one-for-one live-action Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. I don't no, want no. that. No, we don't. Remember when Nuka uh, is being sung to, was it Dishonor? Disgrace? Uh, <laughs> Dishonor. Disgrace. Is that, hold up. Hold up. Is that the one that's voiced by Andy Dick? Yes. I saw, I saw it once. Yes. And I Andy remember. Dick is Nuka. Oh, wow. oh, I regret talking about it to now. The, to the great, to the great shame of that movie. Yes. Oh, really? oh no, Andy. No. Oh wait, no. Andy, Andy Dick Andy is not Nuka. Nuka. Andy Dick is his crazy little brother. It, but it, but the little brother is the one with the meme. I right? want the, the meme where it's like where you're trying to get your entire thing together and you're just looking batshit crazy. What? Yeah, Andy Dick so. is Nuka. What are you talking no, about? No. No, isn't Nuka isn't Nuka voiced by the guy who who plays Jason from Boy Meets World? That's a deep cut. I'm sorry, that's a horrible cut. <laughs> Are you um, thinking of Kovu? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Kovu, the one who falls in love with Simba's daughter, is voiced by that guy. Nuka is voiced by Andy Dick. It's definitely the yes. Andy Dick. Yes. Yeah, the same gross joke. Okay. 
Yes. Good no. God, Brandon. <laughs> no, you're Lion King too. I'm sorry. Don't come to me unless you're ready to play. Shit. <laughs> 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 All right, I'll come after Lion King one and a half. Um, Damn, anyway. Sparks flashed in the tattoo too. Damn. Oh, yeah. A little while ago, we did a book club on the comic book Black by Black yeah. Mass Comics. That was like two years ago, I feel like. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Warner Brothers has picked up the rights to adapt that film, that, that comic book into a film. Uh, Brian Edward Hill has written the script for it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that dude writes a lot of comic books. Interesting. I'm stoked because I think that a film medium can really flesh that world out, and I think that world is cool. Man, and that book's super heavy, so I really hope... Uh, well, I imagine that it's just going to go for it. Yeah, um, I hope so. God, that's... Yeah, that's a cool-ass... Like, yeah, black superheroes dealing with depression. Yeah, that's... Uh, wow. I'm all about it. Yeah. Um, black just goes, oh, um, allegory... For mutants? Nah, let's just be direct. Yeah. <laughs> only black people have powers, what you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> just throw all that allegory out the window. Don't need it. Uh, we don't have to talk about this next one. I just thought that was weird. Uh, Hillary Clinton is developing a TV series on the CW with Steven Spielberg. Yeah, that's true. Okay. okay. About what? Uh, so it's called The Woman's Hour. Um, the first season will be based on a book called The Woman's Hour, The Great Fight. Uh, to win the vote, which is about the battle to ratify the 19th Amendment. And every season after that will be based on a different um, major event for women. So my only thing with this is that um, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of female iconic women, female iconic women, I'm sorry, iconic women who have done more for female empowerment than Hillary Clinton. And the biggest thing Hillary Clinton did, recognizably, was lose at possibly being the first female president, um, which she shouldn't have, I acknowledge. But uh, I can picture so many other people who would be better suited to do this than her. Um, in many ways, I am in a political spectrum where I, I would kind of prefer Hillary Clinton and the Clintons in general just stopped. I don't really want to hear from them anymore. Uh, I, I voted for her, but I don't agree with a lot of the things she believes in. Um, and she certainly is not a person who pushed a lot of women empowerment rights. Uh, not, not to the extreme that a whole lot of other people like Michelle Obama and other people who are in, in bigger statuses are have. Uh, that's my two cents on it. I just I wish that someone else were spearheading the show because I, I kind of don't mean being a white man. So whatever. Um, I, I don't really care to hear Hillary Clinton guiding this. I'd rather mm. someone who gives more of a crap I think, and isn't looking for her next opportunity to be important uh, was doing it. My, my hope is that she's kind of like, it is, it is just a spearhead thing and not, she is the face of it. Right. Because uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm no uh, maestro of politics, but I've been around long enough to know. Uh, I, I, I don't trust that lady, you know, <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, so like, uh, hopefully it's just her like, putting the money behind it and they get actual people who really care and really are invested to, to, to actually lead the thing instead of, I don't want to turn it on and go, hi, it's me, Hillary Clinton. I'm like, Oh no. Um, I mean, just like at the end of every episode of the Jackie Chan adventures, when Jackie Chan would do something, Hillary Clinton at the end of every episode here says, hi, I'm Hillary Clinton. In 20 years. That was Ben's favorite part. Um, I, I Wait, just, but Stephen Ke oh, Steven Spielberg, not Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> 
I I just I think that it's a good idea in like a general sense, but I agree. Like my concern is that this is going to be very much about like her. Hillary Clinton doing her own version of of uh, a a daytime show where she gets to host through these moments uh, and get a lot of recognition for it. And I just feel like there are there are people who are more altruistic and uh, more uh, active, frankly, on that front uh, who would be better positioned in that role. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, speaking of Stephen King, actually, Ryan, you brought up Stephen King, Ben's favorite person in the whole world, best friend, BFF, uh, stepfather to Joe Hill, uh, Zach. I would, pay, I would pay so much money for Stephen King to be the person who marries Ben off. <laughs> I would pay so much money for that to happen. Like at guys, my wedding, I would guys, go into debt. I would go into debt. <laughs> Would you like my house so you can just go and be at a wedding? Patreon goal. I'm doing this. $10,000. We, guys, Patreon. Okay, we got a Patreon. Click the link in the description. Subscribe to our Patreon. Let's make this happen, people. Is he even an ordained mister? Does he even. We'll get him ordained. We'll pay for that too. Shit, man. You can get that shit on the internet. It's easy. All right. Actually, you're right. My dad became an ordained minister just because, just for the the hell of it. But Ben, how do you feel about the book Firestarter? Nothing. How do you feel about the ele- the electronic song Firestarter? Get the Firestarter. Did you at least like the the first adaptation of Firestarter that had my former roommate and the its sequels? Never even knew it was a thing. Ben, what kind of Stephen King friend are you? I saw the first one. I really hate this bit. Zac Efron has been cast in the remake of Firestarter, the new adaptation cool. from Blumhouse Studios. Cool. Uh, that's sick. I really, really, really like Zac Efron a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he really uh, has grown into his own as a as a performer. I'm, I'm yeah. really happy for him. Uh, great comedy chops. Uh, great acting chops. Uh, not terrible to look at. Um, yeah, I'm also, into it. Uh, Firestarter is about a pyro, pyro, pyro pyrokinesis, and it's basically carry both fire. So. Uh, Get ready for him to be the Human Torch in two different movies because he's my choice for Johnny Storm. I want him well, in an action have, movie. He would have the power, right? I don't remember. It's the little girl. It, it is Drew, a little girl. It was Drew Barrymore. You're right. I film. knew Drew Barrymore was in there, but I'm like, are they re- are they gender swapping it? But no, you're right. Yeah. Good. good. Zach Efron as the little girl. <laughs> as Drew Barrymore. <laughs> I, I still uh, think Kieran Knightley would have been great as Cable. Still think that. Do you guys remember last week when we talked about the Oath? Or the offer, sorry, the offer uh, about the making of The Godfather, the new TV series coming to Paramount Plus. Yeah, I remember that. Um, well, apparently there is a second project that has been going, that has been in the works since 2017 about the very same thing, and only this time it's a movie. I mean, weirder things have happened. Uh, uh, Oscar Isaac has been cast as Francis Ford Coppola, <laughs> and Jake Gyllenhaal has been cast as Robert Evans. That's some that's some good casting. Yeah. Oscar Isaac's a pretty wow. good couple. That's pretty good. Yep. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, they already did all those movies about the making of Apocalypse Now because that's one of the worst, most problematic. Tropic uh, Thunder, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> of all time. So I guess The Godfather is the next logical step. Um, yo, man, Godfather is a great movie. Speaking I, of I, speaking of Coppola, by the way, uh, Patrick Williams just put out a really interesting video about him. Is it? Oh, yeah, he'd it, been working on it for a long time. Oh, did it finally come out? His yeah, wine, he, the wine he one? finally got it out yesterday. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Hell yeah! 
I'm sorry. Was it yesterday or this morning? I don't remember. I don't remember. Time cool. time is a lake. It's but true. I watched it. It was good. I'm glad. Cool, cool, cool. Time's weird, um, man. Okay. So that's cool. Um, Real quick bit of Marvel news. Uh, Spider-Man PlayStation 5 uh, had some interesting things that Ryan wanted to talk about. Yes, it did. So, Sparks, do you know the story? Do you know the story? Mm-hmm. Can you tell it while I pull up a picture real quick? I don't know it that well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay so it's it's very so. Uh, you we have all played Spider Man on PS4. Peter Parker yeah. is voiced by Yuri Lowenthal, but he is he is he is um his body is captured by a different performer. His his face is captured by a different performer. Yes. For the remaster of PS5 of Spider Man. Um, oh, I didn't know the story. I guess. Oh, you didn't? I, I thought I knew. Oh, okay. I guess I they have recasted Peter Parker. It is a completely new actor, and he does not look at all like the character he used to look like. So I, I mean, want, I knew that part. I want to pull up this quick picture. Hold on. Uh, Spider-Man PS5. How are you going to um, show the audience? Uh, you, I Guess what? We have the technology, my man. Oh, can you share it too? I didn't know that. I absolutely yeah. can. There's a share screen. Share a screen. Sharing the screen. So this new Peter Parker. How do we? There we go. Let's find it. <laughs> you see this? How do you see this? We're, we're doing this live. Did you share the Hold screen? On. There we go. Can you see it? Can you see this? Can you see this right here? No. no. Oh, shit. Pop it up. Can you click on it? I thought, I'm sure, I don't know. No. Click on I it. I guess I can. Oh, there we go. I'm, I'm silly. Here we go. There we go. There we go. See, see this guy right here? Oh, this is him. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. So I knew I knew the face change. I didn't know this was a whole actor thing. Uh, I didn't know that part so of the story. So it's super it's super weird. Wait, wait, because... pull up the pull up the ASM suit. This one? No, oh, up. the Spider-Man suit. Oh, where is that? Right here? Up, right here? up, up. Sorry, sorry. Oh, got it. Bam. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, baby. That suit looks good. Yes. Right so up. it's looking like an ass suit. If I can find the article. Oh, I went away. Hold on. Hold on. If I can find the article, they the reasoning. This is for, riveting for the audio listeners, by the way. I'm sorry. No, it's true. Um, so Spider Man is gonna have a different look, and the reasoning is very strange. And if I can find it, uh, it's right here. Um, it quickly became apparent that delivering an even more believable looking characters, uh, uh, finding a better facial match for the for the voice actor Yuri Lowenthal, who we all love as Peter, a necessity for a change. So they hired this new actor who who just looks like Tom Holland to me. I think a little bit. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, that's all. That's all the share screen I'm gonna do. A lot of people have said that it's uh, just like someone uh, deep fake Tom Holland on. Yes. Him. Now, and it's not. It's not. He doesn't look exactly like Tom Holland, but I will say he looks a lot more like Tom Holland than he used to. That's all mm-hmm. I'll say. Um, I find, I find it to be an unnecessary change because it's not like they're changing any of the other any of the other actors in the game. It is it is it is for Peter Parker. And I think it's because he's going to show up in the Miles Morales game looking different, so they have to go back and change him for the original game, or else it would yeah. just be weird. They're not doing it for the original PS4 game. It's not getting a patch. It is only for the PS5 Remastered Edition. You did so, bring up a good point, actually, that I recalled. Um, the guy who plays Peter Parker in that game does look like he's about almost 30, maybe older. Yes. Um, uh, whereas Peter's only supposed to be like 23. Yeah, he's supposed to be 23. Um, the voice actor, also Yuri Lowenthal, is like in his. He's like he's like almost 50. That dude's like old. He's been voice yeah. acting for animes for like for decades. Um, and they wanted someone whose voice matched the face a little bit better than the PS4 version. And I think we all like the PS4 version, right? Like I have no mm-hmm. problems with it, right? Um, yeah. And I don't have a problem with this new change, but a lot of people online really do. And I found it just 
it was a very interesting day on Twitter. So this is a new voice actor for the PS5 also? No. Okay. It is all, It is just the sorry, face. Sorry, I was trying to follow the story and no, it got a little confusing. No, I'm now. sorry. So yeah, the, the voice acting is the same and, and the physical thing is the same. Only the face is different. Okay. So it is a brand new face to make him look a lot younger. Um, if you put it next to Miles, they almost look the same age, which is interesting because Miles is supposed to be 17 and Peter's 23. Um the reason was that with the PS5 technology, they wanted to give a better representation of our Peter. Uh, and we just felt with the upgrade from the PS4, he didn't look right. So we wanted to get a new face. That just seems weird to me. Yeah. That, doesn't, that doesn't seem like a good reason. And it's not like anything's come up of, of the face actor. Like he's not like a bad person or like has any scandals. It just seems like a weird change. We're like, yeah, we just wanted to make him look really young. Um, and I just thought, I just, I just bring it up because on Twitter, people were sending death threats to those developers. And, don't ever do that. Yeah, it was just it was a really shitty day. I'm just like, it's I don't it's a weird change, but I don't think it's a big deal. Um, but it yeah. is gonna be weird playing that game again, and he it's a completely different dude. Yeah. My only my only real thing for it is that like I I get like wanting to make him look maybe fresher face or younger or having to redo the face or anything, but yeah. I'm like, this just doesn't even look like the same Peter Parker. This doesn't look like a younger Peter Parker. This looks like an entirely different Peter Parker. Yeah, it's not like and it, I'm yeah. like, look, I, I get it, but like I got attached to that game so i got attached to that design and exactly. i liked it it worked i watched that design cry and felt things so it's weird to have it change like this it's weird to feel like i also am thinking of peter's voice in the game and don't think this face matches i think i've even watched the clip yeah there's a and clip. it looks weird it, yeah. i don't think that the face matches the voice I, and i'm I like agree. this is this is a bizarre thing i'm not like offended and angry I just also don't think it's a good choice. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. I, I will say I don't think it's a good choice. Yeah. I don't I don't think that this face matches the voice. I don't think that this face still uh feels like the same character who I watched. And therefore I feel like I have to play this one again in order to re-know this Peter Parker. And I'm like, that's super weird. And that's, and that's a weird valley to live in. And that's the yeah. problem also. Um we haven't really talked about it, but like uh, I think we might talk about it a little bit, but the the way the only way you can get this the remastered Spider-Man is if you buy the Miles Morales Ultimate Edition. Is if you buy the really expensive. If you put your PS4 yes. disc into the PS5, you will get a nicer running version of the PS4 version, but you will not get automatically the remastered edition. Yes. So mm -hmm. the only way to get that new game is to buy that super expensive version, which makes sense. But also, uh, some people can't afford that or don't want to do that. So people are going to be going to play Miles Morales, and we're going to see this new Peter Parker and going, "Who's that? Who? What's going on?" Because people are just going straight from the PS4 to that. Some people mm -hmm. like me aren't going to buy a PS5, so I'm just going to get the PS4 Miles Morales. Is that character going to look like that too? That's weird. Um, I just think it's a weird situation that I was like, yeah. who, who, why, why did you make the decision? I wonder. Yeah, yeah I agree. Well, That's well, the whole thing. Like, I didn't, I didn't. It's not. It doesn't make my blood boil or anything. But I was, but I just tweeted. I was like, but why? Yeah. 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 Well, also, that's not the only thing that got gamers all up in a hissy fit this week as well. Uh, oh. Not do you have Smash News this week? Oh yeah. There was oh, no. oh, there was Smash News. There was. I did Roll. see that I saw this actually. Yeah. Roll into it. Uh, before, before we move too far into it, just again, it really does just come down to me that I I if you haven't watched a video clip, watch a video clip of that new Peter Parker talking. The face doesn't match the voice. And that's really the only problem. It's like I'm like, if the voice doesn't look right with the face in any animation, it it's a little jarring. Yeah. And that's really all this comes down to for me is that I'm like, if I watch him and I feel like something's off, then it's hard for me to to get yeah. connected. I agree. The mm -hmm. end, move on. All right. So yeah, Smash announced a new character this week. And it's Steve, Alex, a zombie, and Enderman from Minecraft. Hell yeah. 
And let's just say a lot of people were really, really mad about this. A lot of gr- a lot of grown men were very mad. And I what, was, what was I, the guy you tweeted? What was the guy you retweeted who was just like, if you like this, you need serious mental help. And I'm like, dude. This like 35-year-old pro man talking about a video game. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. a video game character who is DLC for one of the biggest fighting games or or fighting games slash party games, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, people got really pissed, and I'm I actually didn't mind it. I had a feeling Steve from Minecraft was going to show up eventually. There's there was um this one Smash fan on Twitter. Um, they act they accurately predicted the the last four characters to a T. Like Uh like way before he's like, "Yo guys, but the way that things are, I bet these are the next four. And then they tweeted after the Steve thing is like, "I am a golden god," and I'm like, "Damn, you're really good." I'm like. It makes sense, like wh- what they choose from. Like, I understand some older gamers going, "Why would they put Minecraft in this Smash game?" I don't think people truly understand how big Minecraft is. Oh no, they don't. One hundred and twenty-eight million people play every month. It is. That is. It is. It is. Un, it is a ten-year-old phenomenon. Like before. No, Fortnite. it is without a doubt the most people have said Minecraft. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is true. It is the highest-selling video game of all time. It is. You can buy it on your phone. It's like Fortnite, but before Fortnite, yeah. you can play it on everything. Yeah. yeah, it's easy. It's so easy. It's a sandbox, and people can go in and make really cool things. And you don't have have a super powerful computer to run it because the graphics are very crude and simple. It's easy to to start up. Yeah, um, I understand being disappointed sure. uh, and like mm-hmm. having wanted someone else to be in the game. I myself am that way. Yeah. Uh, and uh and getting minecraft is like honestly i couldn't care less i i probably will never really play them i don't very much care for minecraft uh myself um but i'm not insane about it it's just okay this is just a character that's going to be out of the game and i'm not i'm not really going to care but it's not for me it's yeah. not being done mm-hmm. for me yeah. i wish there was a character that was being done for me but that hasn't happened yet so no banjo was for me i'm yeah. saying i'm saying there's a particular no, there's character, character. no i know you guys you, aren't gonna all three, get them. All three of you know who I want to be in Smash Bros. You're, You're not gonna, gonna get him, man. I'm sorry. It's not gonna Goku. happen. Goku, right? Goku. No, it's Sora. No, it's Goku. Oh, it's go. He wants Sora. I I want Goku. You're not yeah. getting either of these. I know. <laughs> but the way, saw, the way I saw it was that the announcement came up, and my thought process was, okay, cool. And then it's like there's still four more slots left in this um, fighters pack. Yep. They instead of the the five like they did last time, they're saying there's six character packs in this DLC. We have two, Min Min and now uh, Steve. So we have four more slots left. There's a chance that other characters, because a lot of people are hoping for Banjo, because or not Banjo. Damn it, damn it, Sparks. Crash Bandicoot. That's the one they want. Crash Bandicoot. No, you put Banjo Kazooie in my brain. That's why. I didn't even say it. He said it. Crash is Crash and Spyro are more likely than, yeah, than Crash Spyro would be great. Spyro is another one that people have floated around. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I would love, love Spyro to be in Smash. Yeah. I think that's exceptionally cool. Yeah. And I'm still and happy. So, yeah. uh, Mag says, still happy Bomberman and Travis touchdown are outfits for Mills. Mies. Mies. It's, it's your, your own little avatar that you can make. So you can do I, rem- I remember. Now that you said it, I remember. And okay. being to- totally honest with you, like, I'm sitting in a very tiny camp that I'm sure Ben's in too. Uh, he just probably hasn't thought of it. But I'm sitting in a very tiny camp that wants Eggman to be in Smash. Sure. Which I is more for Knuckles, to be perfect. No, I want I want Eggman. You want Eggman? Uh, you know what? Eggman cool. I w- I'm in the camp for Eggman and maybe another Final Fantasy character, not Sephiroth. 
You already got too many sword boys. Be do something. Yeah, else. we don't need another sword boy. Stop with the fire emblem, please. I I get it. I mean, we they're get it. Gonna, they're not going to do another fire. They just they had bio. He's the last one. But that, I was, a fire uh, emblem hasn't come out in a while, so we're good. Uh, that that I watched like the like the announcement with Sakurai and like. He's really funny, and um, he was like, "Do you know how hard it is to build Minecraft in this? We had to, we had to, we had to redo every single stage to allow Minecraft to be done in stage. You guys don't know what we did for you." And I'm like, "That's cute. Uh, like, it, looks, it looks really fun. Like, yeah, it, like, it looks really like for how basic the character looks. He's actually very complex. Did like you, in a way where I'm like, I don't think I'll play this character because like well, it's all about building and shit. Have you seen what a Kirby looks like after he absorbs him? No. Oh my god." He is just a cube. He is a cube with the Kirby eyes. I, I appreciate it for the level where, like, the same reason why I like having Mr. Game and watch amongst all these other characters. Yeah. I think that's really fun and everything. He is cute. I'm, I'm, exci- I'm just excited for, like, whatever comes next. This is not yeah. the character that I was waiting for, but I, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like after this huge announcement, after this announcement, obviously you're going to have the, there's the camp that I haven't seen yet, but I'm sure they're there. They're happy that Steve's in there. There's probably a bunch of kids... I'm I'm gonna make more a, kids play Smash on adults. I'm gonna right, make nice. a deep, deep, deep pool. What's Do you know deep? who I want in Smash? Who? Beautiful Joe. <gasps> he's a trophy. I don't think he's gonna get in the game. I know. I I love love he would, he Beautiful would Joe fits in Smash so well. Him and his female counterpart would both fit in. Just Beautiful Joe. Joe and Sylvia. Oh, Sylvia could be an Echo Fighter. You don't have to. He, or it, she could be. You could have like three uh, color contrasts for Beautiful Joe and three for Sylvia. Oh, that's yeah. Because people have been saying Yuval Joe and also Shantae, the genie girl. Sure, yeah. I, I believe that hard. That actually makes she's a lot of having, sense. She's having a huge resurgence uh, audience right now. And oh, that's I'm... funny. Those games started off as actual like Mario ripoffs. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they became like, their own dope games, which is cool. cool. Fun fact, the original Game Boy Color cartridge for Shantae, one of the hardest Game Boy Color game to find because it came out when the Game Boy Advance was still in its run. However, if you don't want to spend $250 plus on, on a loose cartridge... You can still get the game on the Nintendo 3DS eShop for 10 bucks. Thank you. I feel like we should let other people dictate what's a fun fact. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Fact. There we go. It's a fun fact. There you go. Thank you, guys. <laughs> but yeah, that's Smash. Smash Smash News. Um, okay. Uh, Hashtag for, so for Smash. I will die on that hill. I don't care. No, For I... our 200th episode about 11 weeks ago. God. Um, oh, yeah. we, we did a very long, very good deep dive into Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, he's slapping my tattoo. Sorry, audio listeners. A series that has not been made available in the North, in North America for quite some time outside of streaming, which is recent. Um, it will now be coming to Blu ray for the first time in America, uh, next year. Uh, by uh, G Kids has picked up the distribution rights. G Kids makes excellent Blu-ray anime uh, releases. The transfers are beautiful. They usually come with a bunch of bonus features. The audio's very crisp. Uh, they are the current uh, producers of all the Blu-rays for uh, Miyazaki. Uh, all his films, all the Studio Ghibli films are through mm-hmm. there. Uh, the Lupin film will be coming through there. Um, they're, they're a super great uh, group. I believe, I didn't look it up, but I believe the Paranoia Agent release... That is also a big deal that it's coming to Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, uh, it's less famous than Neon Genesis Evangelion, but it's it is just as big a deal. Is also being spearheaded by G Kids, so this is great. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a great company to have doing this. Uh, I I don't buy many things, 
this is one of those things I will be buying. Yes. <laughs> this is also one of those things I will be buying. They say that they will have, they said they will have the original episodes uh, with the, um, with, they said specifically the original 26 episodes uh, with the two films. So I'm assuming I, the original dub, not the Netflix dub, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Groovy. Uh, there, uh, I, actually, I will. I, I just want to point out there is some confusion on that. A lot of people, the the article is not clear. The press release is okay. not clear. What's in, what's they could mean the original Japanese. You know, we know that Ano did the uh, uh, director's cuts for the final episodes. We don't know if those are included. It's it's very rare that G Kids uh, ever does a release of anything that doesn't come with uh, English dub mm-hmm. uh, attached to it. So I would be shocked if they were making this announcement and not specifying it is Japanese only. So mm-hmm. I do believe it is the original run because I don't think that it would be the Netflix run this soon. Yeah. So I do believe it is the original run. And I do believe it will have the director's cut episodes because that same team did make those director's cut episodes and they know the fan base gives a crap about it. And like I said, G kids is a company that cares about the fans. They're like shout factory for anime. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give a crap about what the fans want. So I, I highly, I would be shocked if the director's episodes are not included in the set. Give the people what they want. Speaking of yeah. shout factory, uh, the last Digimon movie comes out this week. Yes, it does. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah. All over again. Yay. Uh, but that's cool. I'm excited to finally own Neon Genesis Hybrids. I was hoping. Hell it yes. And we don't, and we don't have to get rid of our firstborn child to do it. I mean, I still might just for fun. Sparks, you want to talk about this? Shaman King? I do. Um, so, uh, did anyone read Shaman King? I don't I read it. I read bits of it in Shonen Jump magazine. What's a book? Huh? What's a oh. book? Yeah, cute. Um, so, I read I read a decent chunk when it was first coming out, and then I, I dropped off, and part of the reason I dropped off is I, I knew that the American run mm-hmm. wasn't going to ever finish. And this was before I would read manga chapters online um this was before that and so uh i was just like well i'm never gonna get the end of the story because the last three volumes of shaman king never got an american release in any form um that is changing shaman king is coming to comiXology along with all of its spin-off series with all of its material for american audiences for the first time um releasing through october right now all the way up to the end of the year all of the shaman king spinoff series and regular run will be releasing on comiXology and then next year we're getting uh physical editions that will run all the way to the end of the series for all of those things in paperback in three in one omnibus editions nice that's cool uh, this is awesome news uh i i i have a lot of reason to want to go back to shaman king at this point i always like the concept i always wanted to finish the story now that it's getting a physical release and digital release in america and there's a new anime happening that is going to be more faithful to the manga that is starting up in Japan right now. Mm. Uh, I'm stoked. I am oh, stoked wow. to get back into Shaman King. I think a lot of people slept on it, and it's actually a really great shonen. Mm-hmm. That's cool. At this okay. point, it's the better Bleach. Mm. Oh yeah does it Does anyone care about Yashihime? Because that started this week, and I haven't watched it yet. Did anyone watch uh, it? Do Do you mean that is that the spinoff of uh, Bleach? No, that's the Inuyasha spinoff. Oh, got oh. you. There's a stuff of bleach that just started too. It's, it's the European Soul Society. Oh, okay. I thought it was, it was, I thought it was like um, Ichigo and uh, spoilers for Bleach. I guess. Does anyone care? No. 
Oh, because I, 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 I know the end of it. I know the end of it. So yeah, because when you said uh, there's a spinoff, I thought it was going to be Orihime and uh, Ichigo's kid, along with Renji and uh, Rukia's. At least not at this moment. Yeah, at least they're not pulling a freaking Boruto. Yasha Hime, Princess Half Demon. Yep, that's the one. It started oh this week. God. I haven't watched it yet. Started been yesterday. It, it seems more accurately that uh, this the the Bleach spinoff is. Um, uh, the European, uh, it's like the Fantastic Beasts for Bleach. Yeah. Oh, 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 Inuyasha and Kagome. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like the you said, Ryan, Fantastic Beasts for Bleach. I'm like, no. Ryan, is the oh. title uh, Inuyasha backwards? Is it? No. No. It's Yasha Hime. It's- Every single time you've said it, Ben has talked over you, so I'm never getting oh. a clear... I'm not getting a clear sound out of that. No, it's Yasha Hime. Gotcha. I just want to see Inuyasha and Kagoge together. So do I. Uh, okay. Trailers. Tea talk. Truth Seekers had a trailer last week, which we forgot to talk about. I didn't even know it came out. Yep. This is the Nick Frost Ghost Hunter one. Yes. Yeah, this definitely looks like a show I'll watch if I hear maybe it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I like the I like the end when he's just like, has to do what? Yep, urine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I He's think like, that's me. As to yeah, I think Nick Frost is really good. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful that this is a, a solid show. Yeah, yeah. me too. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel six one six a new Disney Plus uh, docu series. Uh, Paul Shear is directed one of the episodes. So is Karen Gillan. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. It's just spotlighting like different people who work in like the movies or the comics or the stuff like that, and like diversity. And I'm like, yeah, man, it looks cool about yeah. it. I I'm like really it. interested uh, about the episode focusing on the people who are making the Marvel Spotlight books, mm-hmm. the plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's really cool that that's going to be one of the spotlighted things. Um, Dan Slot's in it, so you know, whatever. Hey, man, he does do good stuff sometimes. I know. Oh, is that the guy? Just like, I'm the guy that killed Spider Man, and I'm like. Uh, oh, no, I don't know what half these writers look like. So when when he said, "I'm the guy that killed Spider-Man," I'm like twenty bucks, that's a dance lot. I'll take that action. Did you did you owe yourself twenty bucks? Did you? Did Wait, you? Are you talking to me or are you talking to him? I'm you. talking to you. You said twenty. You said <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I gave myself twenty bucks again. Okay. All right. The okay. Craft Legacy. Yo, I want to see this. Yeah, this looks great. Spicy. It's pretty good. I was surprised. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited. This uh, is either a sequel or a remake of a movie called The Craft based on a book a called The Craft. It's definitely a it's sequel. It's a sequel because you see a picture of the main in character the book from the original. Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't know anything about The Craft. Yeah, it's Watch good. it. Yeah, it's You'd good. like yeah. it. I just Maybe saw, now I will. Maybe now I will. I, I just thought, hey, normally when someone goes into a coven of witches, she tries to get out, but instead she's the one who takes over, and the other witch is like, yo, she getting too powerful. We need to stop her. I like that idea. I want to watch it. Yeah, man. Um, Mulder and or Scully is in this. You know which one it is. I don't, actually. I've never seen The X-Files. Oh, my God. His name is Fox Mulder. Come on, dog. Thank you. Come on, dog. <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, his name's Fox for life. All right. Evolution? Uh, I do. Orlando Jones? Yeah. 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 Evolution. I remember Evolution. People where I've been. From the producers of Ghostbusters is what it's yeah. on the poster. I like that movie. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. 
Uh, Wolfman's got nards. Yeah! Yeah, I'm so happy. Uh, Monster Squad is dope, guys. Shane Black uh, directed this movie. He wrote and it. it, it did, did he just he write did not, he didn't direct he, he it? He did not direct it. Okay, who yeah. directed it? I'll tell you in a second. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monster Squad's dope. Um, I love it. I also love I the live, Monster Squad. I live for Monster Directed Squad. by Fred Decker, who also wrote and directed Night of the Creeps. That's right, thank you. Um, I need to see this movie still. Monster Squad is the movie. Yes, you do. Monster Squad should not be slept on. This if you is, haven't seen it, you man. should be seeing it, Brandon. Of all the... Uh, I've seen Monster Squad. You yeah. better. Better have Monster Squad. All right, I'm giving you a quiz later. <laughs> Of all, movies, get yeah, of, of all the movies I want to get remade, of all the movies I want to get remade, this is the I, one. Um, I I think just like getting all the legendary, the legendary, the the Universal Monsters together, but like it's like a fun slapstick like kids movie. Like it's just so good. And Wolfman's yeah. got nards. It's good. Yes. This was apparently so. The first trailer for this came out two years ago. It's like it was like a Kickstarter or like a, a Indiegogo like project that's just been in development for a long time. Mm. I'm really glad that it's happening. Yeah, and I think the title's great. I love I love documentaries on uh, like the making of like movies and and, mm. and like the, the culture especially, after them and stuff. Honestly, especially cult classic ones. Yeah, cult Have classic ones are always really interesting and weird because you get such you know not like film auteur yeah. opinions about the movie, but it's like yo man, best, that, I, uh, that shit just lit up my life. Best <laughs> like, worst movie is yeah the yeah the movie about trolls too. I want to see that. Have documentary. you seen? Have you seen the documentary? Oh, yeah, man. Every Halloween, Monster Squad ends up on my TV at least once. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen the uh, documentary that Screen Junkies did for Galaxy Quest? Not yet. No, not yet. I, not yet. I haven't either, but I want to. I, I want to as well. Uh, yeah, I'm super stoked for this. Same. Yeah. Franken Zed. This looks awesome. You are. I have no idea when we are going to see it. This trailer was released because there is a uh, event about to happen called Nightstream, where a whole bunch of independent uh, horror films and non-independent horror films are about to. A lot of them are about to have their world premieres. It's like a festival thing. It's virtually mm-hmm. happening. You have to get your tickets for it. Tickets are like sixty-four dollars, and even though there's a lot of cool movies that are on that list, you have like three days to watch a crap ton uh, it's like i'm not kidding 35 40 films yeah it's a lot. Uh, and i'm like i'd love to but i'm not gonna get my money's worth right now if i try and do this yeah. uh but franken zed is on that list and it's having its world premiere uh october 11th uh for this event Puppets, and then hopefully baby. we'll get it on bod or whatever uh later but i'm super excited about this because i had no idea about it until this trailer dropped this week and i'm just really happy to see not only like horror with puppets but puppets uh being done with film that is not coming out of the henson company it has a, its own unique look its own way of doing things and i'm really intrigued by it yeah yeah this looks all right it was wasn't yeah. for me if i'm honest but it looked interesting yeah it's... what are they doing yeah uh uh jackula musical i just want that all the time so uh is that, for getting sarah marshall yeah for yeah sarah marshall yeah um i think i think puppets rule and anytime puppets do things that I'm not used to them doing, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Especially yeah. the blood and guts. That was just... Yeah. Like, and the way that they do it is, is super inventive. And I always love the way that puppetry can can just be inventive in that way. Yeah. yeah. What was the movie with Melissa McCarthy and the puppets that was like... Um... Oh, Jesus. I've been trying to think of the name all conversation. <laughs> That's Brian um, Henson's film, though. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Franken Zed like, really appeals to me. Just uh, the, the puppets look unique. The way they've crafted the film looks very interesting. I love the set pieces that are around it. Um, there's one shot in particular where it's just like a face in a green mist. And I'm yeah. like, I think this is going to be some really weird shit. And I'm into it. Happy Time Murders. That's Happy it. Happy Time Murders, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, Borat 
subsequent movie film. It has a much longer title that involves Mike Pence, but uh, I think they they changed it since then because they got yelled at. Um, they did? I, yeah, it used to be involved like, we are making this movie for Mike Pence, please pay attention to us. Kind of like It had like a long-ass stupid title. Um, I loved Borat when I saw it. Um, Borat, I will remember as being the funniest I've ever seen my dad laugh in his life, where he was literally like falling over on the person next to him because the scene was just like balls, just so insanely funny. Uh, that's one of my favorite experiences seeing a movie is Borat. Um, I, uh, I don't think this trailer made me laugh because honestly, Borat's the type of thing where like it's the situations that he's in. It's not so much like, ha, this is funny. Um, it's sure. like watching the movie, you have to see the whole scene in its entirety. Uh, it's not so much a, a punchline type of joke. So I, I think this trailer, um, well, much was, like the crudes. Well, sure. Yeah. Much like the crudes. <laughs> uh, except I, you know, I bore at one. I, I saw, um, <laughs> I just, I, I can, this guy, he's Sasha Baron Cohen is so smart and so funny. Um, Emma, I'm talking about Borat. That's Astra. Astra. Um, he did that show, um, What is America or This is America uh, on Showtime. Uh, that was just. Oh, yeah, I, we didn't finish that. No, but like he did like two to. seasons of that. And that's, yeah. he's basically just like, hey, I, just, I, I love doing that so much. That's where he got Dick Cheney to sign a water jug for waterboarding. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But, a, but a man. Um, I'm talking about Dick Cheney, of course. Um, Borat, too. That was a joke. That's gross. Uh, I'm just, I'm really happy that he's even back just doing this. Um, Me too. Uh, there's, there's definitely some situations I'm really interested to see. Uh, specifically him in the quarantine with the, with the hard Republicans. Oh yeah. Like, can and, I come stay with you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, and obviously breaking into the Pence conference. Yes. Which was a real thing that happened. Uh, but we didn't know it was Sasha Baron Conan. This happened in like February. Uh, he was making this movie throughout the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. as you saw in this, um, that dude's legitimately like really funny and like like politically charged in a way that I'm like I never want you to stop making stuff because like we need people like you. Yeah, that's it. I, I want to watch it for sure. I love it. So you guys, I, I I think he does are, a good job. Of... You guys are glitching out a bit. Are we? You were. Man, are we glitching? Yeah, you are. Oh no. Well, we're fine on our end. Well, yeah, I'm sure we're fine on our end. <laughs> Uh, you're good now. Uh, we're excited for this thing. Yeah, he does a good job of uh, of ribbing politicians. So yeah, I'm in it. Remember when he was in Sweeney Todd? Yeah. Yep, I do. He's good in Sweeney Todd. Remember when he was in Alice Through the Looking Glass? No, mm-hmm. I didn't see it. Neither did I. Remember when he? Was- <laughs> I did. What? He was in Les Mis. He was. Yeah. Remember when he was going to be Freddie Mercury in the good Bohemian Rhapsody movie, and then he left because creative problems said that uh, they wanted to make a worse movie, so he left? Yeah. I love the idea that it was just like, uh, I'm sorry, Sasha, we want to make a worse movie. Yeah, that makes sense. I only make good movies. Bye. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Not, you know, oh boy. Oh boy. All right, guys, I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm super high. So, look, I'm hearing some shit outside my door. And it's freaking me out. But I think it's just the cats playing. I would assume sure it is. it's one of the Either nine. that or I'm about to die. Well, at least I'll be live. Stay tuned. Anyway, so I'm kind of freaked out. Anyway, The Witches had a trailer. This is Robert Zemeckis' Anne Hathaway movie. Mm-hmm. This looks good. I don't know how I feel about it entirely. HBO Max original. Because uh, it wasn't supposed to be, but it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
the witches uh with from 1990 with angelica houston which ben referenced earlier mm -hmm. um is still a good movie today it the is. practical effects are incredibly good obviously they had the jim henson company on it and i don't know that it needed this cgi'd up redo it, yeah uh it, what it, i will I, say real quick ben what i will say is i really like anne hathaway being campy as hell uh i'm into that yeah I don't think she can replace Angelica Houston's performance in that role, though. Angelica Houston was born for that role. She was so good in it. Yeah. And the other part of it is, um, I do think it's really cool that the character, the family that's being focused on is now black. Uh, I'm glad that that's a part of it. Um, mm -hmm. Rather than, like, more white people doing those same roles again. I'm glad that that's a change. And Octavia Spencer looks like she's having a great time. Stanley Tucci's in this. That's awesome. I just, I do like that 1991, so I don't know how yeah, to feel. Yeah, it's one of those where like everything gets remade now, but it's like this one's like this one you didn't need to though. Yeah. Like that first one's still classic. Um, and I again like I really do also like Anne Hathaway, and I I love when she like gets to choose scenery. Uh, she's really good at it. She's yeah. like when she's. She did you guys see the hustle? No. Uh, she's so good chewing all that scenery in that movie. I could use some scene chewing. I might check it out. Um, I want to yeah. watch it. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 I hope this is good. I hope it's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, for for me, it was weird because I just saw the 1991 film for the very first time. And even, I knew it was May 91, but you're absolutely right, Sparks. Angelica Houston was amazing in that movie. I mean, seeing her as um, as the, the Grand High Witch and as Morticia Adams, it's like, there is no other. Right. I mean, seeing um, Anne Hathaway with, like, the, the pure white hair, you can also, if you look really hard, you can kind of see, like, there's, like, smile, there's, like, smile lines, like, scars on her mouth. You don't need to look that hard to see them. They're yeah. everywhere. Yeah, they're, it's, okay, you don't have to look that hard. But at the same time, with Angelica Houston, it's like you did not know what was under the mask. Right. And when you do see it, it's grotesque. Guys, that, guys what? be real with me. Is she a snake? Tell no. me now. She's not a snake. She's just a witch. A, a grotesque She's witch. just ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, I... I mean, I... The CGI hold on, hold on. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I do not know for sure that Anne Hathaway is not now a snake. No, nah, but Angelica mm. Houston is not a snake. Yeah, Angelica Houston is not a snake. Because I get why you're asking that. I see it too, but that's not what it was before. Okay. All right. Um, I wasn't done. Ben's, Ben's finishing his thought. Um, the thing about, I hope they don't take away from the practical effects like they did in the um because the 91 effects were, were the practicals the prosthetic makeup when she reveals her true self was grotesque and horrifying then i can already tell you just from this trailer that like it's not going to have that same kind of practical yeah. there's a lot of cgi in have you trailer. seen a robert zemeckis film within the last 15 years yeah i have you there's love. never been a there hasn't been a practical effect in this movie since the 80s yeah that's that's kind of the sad thing is i'm like the, the 91 is good and it holds up i yeah. mm -hmm. but but like this can still be entertaining i'm it's sure a, it's, it's, it's just can. a weird place to sit yeah, yeah. But i do agree but also i love octavia spencer i think stanley tucci is going to be a blast and i also do like that they're focusing on african-american family instead of a white family yep. um someone put this in it wasn't me but jingle jangles it was Christmas me journey. it was you this looks awesome this looks like a really good Christmas movie. Yeah. A good Christmas musical. I can't wait to watch this this holiday. Season. I will be the first to tell you, uh, I am the least festive about Christmas. I don't give a shit about Christmas. 
Um, you have to be a really good Christmas movie for me to care. That's why, what was the one we watched? Klaus or Claus? Klaus. Klaus, Klaus. Like, stop motion-y looking one. Yeah. Like, this, like, I didn't know it was a musical until halfway through the trailer. And then, like, you start to see it. I'm like, it has so much wonder and whimsy. Uh, and, like, it's made by a playwright, like, an actual, like, playwright. So, like, this looks like something that could be on the stage. Like, it has a lot of care behind it. Uh, I was shocked with such a terrible name. It looks so good. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you, you should w- watch the Christmas Chronicles then. You're right. I should have. Uh, Christmas Chronicles 2 come out, comes out this year. It's really nice to have a, a Christmas movie like this to look forward to yeah, right yeah. now. I, I really, truly think this looks good. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Uh, Keegan Michael Key is the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. I for a second thought when he was revealed, I thought it said in the back, it said Oz. I thought, oh my God, is he the wizard trying to take over Santa or something? <laughs> like, what a movie. No, it's not that. Uh, Vampires versus the Bronx. Hell yeah, baby. Do you guys like Attack the Block? Never yeah, seen it. Do you I guys like Lock Boys? I haven't what? seen Lock Boys. Take them together. Attack the Block and Lost Boys. Here you go. This looks so good. I haven't cool. seen either of those movies. You should watch more movies, Brandon. I've watched a lot of movies. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Got it. Um, both those movies he mentioned are great. Um, this looks like a lot of fun. Ryan, I had to watch Dragon Ball Evolution. That's true. You had to. It was like, forced on you. Uh, this movie looks sick. Uh, and it looks like a good time. Kids versus vampires. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's, all, it's all I can ask for. And I guess we can say uh, we'll tell you more about it next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Damn. Shazam. That's some leg. Some vampire leg. And then uh, his house. Whose house? This looks so good. Hell yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Is that, is that Ruby from Lovecraft Country? Yes, it, it is. It sure is. Yeah. I, found, I saw this on, uh, on Twitter. Woo! And I was like, ooh, I don't see anyone talk about this. What's this? Yeah. Uh, and, this was uh, out, uh, like in January. And then it got delayed. But then because of the pandemic, it got delayed, delayed. And now it's just like, hey, let's, let's put it on Netflix for like a month. In like a month. I'm like, okay. I'm pumped. Uh, this looks so good. This looks. Someone knows how to film creepy eyes in the dark. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, like take advantage of what you can't see. This looks great. I really, really like this. Uh, the premise is also great because it's a thing of like, it. Wa- people move into a haunted house. Why don't they leave? Oh, because they're Refugees. from. They're from South Sudan. South Sudan during a uh, like a genocide. So they kind of can't go back. Yeah. Um, that is such a gripping story. And like, they t- they've done so much to get there and earn this little thing. Yeah. They'll fight for yeah, it. Yeah, this looks like... Oh, this looks so good. I'm going to be really sad if this isn't good because this looks... I think this looks dope as hell. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. It looked great. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Topic time. And uh, we're done. Sweet. Book club time. <laughs> World record. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Book Store. Can I help you find anything today? Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um, anything readable? So it is. It is my turn. It was my turn to do the book club. Uh, the FN Spook Club is what I'm calling it on Twitter. Good. Ooh. October. Picture time. Pick up all the pictures. I took. I chose. I chose Aliens, which is currently collected in the Aliens, the original comic series 30th anniversary hardcover. Look at the, look at these pages. They're black pages. Look at this. This yeah. is nice. It is big and nice. Um, this is the first ever Dark Horse graphic novel, uh, uh, Aliens thing that Dark Horse published. Um, before they, I chose the one before they changed it because Alien Three obviously makes this completely irrelevant. Canon. Mute. 
so they recolored everyone's hair and changed all the names um, and it's color, but the original is black and white. So this is by Mark Verhayden and Mark A. Nelson. Um, I just wanted to showcase real quickly. I also have the, the two sequels, uh, which I did not read about this. It, it continued in Nightmare Asylum and Earth War, um, which are also collected in a nice hardcover. Also, this, the writer of this book also wrote the Predator book because you see an ad for it at the end yes. of this book. And I'm like, damn, he was so good. They just gave him the Predator book too, right? Yep. Uh, and he wrote Swamp Thing, the TV series Swamp Thing. Yeah, he helped create Swamp Thing. Uh, uh, that dude knows some good stuff. So good. let's just get into it. What do we think of Aliens? Brandon, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I think this is the best book club you've ever picked. Well, holy shit. I, 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 this is me personally. I didn't expect to get a because I knew this was an older book. I didn't expect it to, to be as as heavy and as like taken with so much sincerity and realness. And like I, I I actually know who the characters are, and I think the art is phenomenal. And I want this. This to me is the best Alien sequel that's not Aliens. This this if this were like one of the Alien sequels, it's better than Alien Three, Resurrection, all the Alien vs Predator movies. Better than Prometheus. This is I thought this was outstanding from start to finish that's me wow that i thought i i i i loved it on behalf of the creators of this book thank you yes uh sparks uh i for the most part echo a lot of what ryan just said um i thought this was incredibly enjoyable i have minor issues uh but they are not they are not big um overall i i really enjoyed it ben hot damn this was a roller coaster ride of emotions um, so this book was, I was really hoping this was going to be like a true alien, alien sequel. Cause as I was, I was, as I was reading it, um, I was trying, I want to know what happened really, but at the same time, I was like, no, I want to see what's going on with Newt. I want to know what's happening with her. I want to know what's going on with Hicks and just all the stuff that they happened. have an interesting, they have an interesting line in the book where they're just like, well, Ripley, you know what happened to her? Yeah. But they, we don't know. That's what I knew. I was going to love this book when they were just like, yo, fuck Ripley. so at first when i was when i started reading it i was con- there are times where it's like okay who is this guy who is it i love how it's in black and white but there were times for me that i couldn't- i love the art no i i love the art too but there are times where i couldn't i couldn't tell who exactly was who like who was the dude with the oh, thing? I agree. It took me a while to get who everyone was yeah i mean luckily hicks i mean you know who hicks is because half of his face is freaking gone right but- once it got to the end of the book, like they're like, "Hey, we have the corporation, we have the government, then we have the bio-national or whatever that corporation's called." It's like, "What's the play here? What's going on?" But once it got to the end and everything tied itself together, it's like reading the end of Hawks Pox, where everything makes sense. But while I was reading, it, even though I was a little confused at times, I still wanted to know what happens next. What is where is the where is the is Nuka get is Newton Hicks are Newton Hicks gonna get revenge on the aliens? What's the going on with the alien on Earth? What the frack is going on? And I got it. So I just wanted to say, um, Ryan, you said that this book says F Ripley. Um, Ripley doesn't show up until the end of the sequel book. Hell uh, yeah, Nightmare Asylum. That's the that's the first time Ripley shows up in the series. So that's bold. Uh, I love. I it. I want to touch off what Ben just said and just like get my biggest problem with this out of the way real quick. And I'm gonna say. Um, it's, it's also part of why I'm going to give it praise, but, uh, this is not a problem because of the art not being good enough. Uh, I really want to stress that it is a problem of 
the alien environment as those films have established being too similar in most of its locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that when we jump from one place to another, I don't know always that we've gone from one place to another. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's part mm-hmm. of the problem. Uh, and I do not blame the artists. It is a problem that Alien would have in general. The only reason it's never come up in the films is because we don't have films that run two narratives at the same time. Mm-hmm. you're usually only following one team of people and even if we're jumping between different characters they're in different parts of the same location mm-hmm. they're not on a totally different planet or something like that mm-hmm. uh but for this one what would happen is i'd turn a page and i'd be like hold up this kind of looks like the other ship but they're talking about some different things yeah who is this no yeah i, and, I agree and that is the hardest part of reading this book uh and i bet with color it would help but I prefer the black and white art. Mm. So that's kind of where it sits. But that it was my biggest issue is that it just took a lot of time, especially in the first few issues for me to orient myself and be like, hold up, where are we right now? Especially when there's, <laughs> who, who are you? Who when are there's you? A, a lot of characters before. They and there's a lot down. of, there's a lot of men that look very similar yeah. and it's oh, very yeah. hard to separate them. Yeah. So, um, and that's my, that, that is my biggest issue with it. But at the same time, I have to praise the book for doing that because having dual narrative, I've never seen an alien story do it where you're running these kind of two different tracks. And it was really good. It was really nice to bounce between these two things yeah. and explore these human elements where the aliens were always secondary. Um, so my, my initial thoughts uh, a little later is uh, I never read this book. I've only heard good things. For a while, I had the colorized version, but I, I decided to wait until the black and white ever came out. Um, and uh, I thought this was this was really great. And one of the things that really stuck out to me is how much lore uh, Mark Verhaden uh, creates for the aliens. Yeah. Um, the whole like he created their home world. Yeah. Which had, which has still never been seen in he, the franchise. The engineers. He just created with them. the engineers. Yeah. Created like, the engineers. And honestly, a way I, I find much more uh, compelling than the story we do get, because they're still mysterious, but he gives took, me enough. He took the design that you see, and he was like, so what if that's like the whole alien? Instead of saying, so what if that's like a mask on a human? Yeah, what person? if it's actually like a little, like a, an Ifatal blue man? I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. And the space jockey comes out so late in the story. Yeah. Um, like, and you think he's here to help. Yeah. And he's just floating. Yeah, and there's like no actual like like real communication. Uh, there's like some telepathy stuff, but like you get that like oh he's he just wants what we want is revenge, and I'm so, like oh so that's cool. That's all I need. So this book uh, establishes the idea that a queen egg would be created uh, to fill a vacuum. Um, so they what we find out is that the queen has been telepathically manipulating tons and tons of people that is the coolest thing yeah i god i love again this came out like before all excuse me before all of these other movies came out and i'm like i wish i wish this would have been the basis because that idea alone of like she's she's so strong that she can will other people to like mess with telepathically convincing someone to create a religion about yeah that is this is so dead space this is the plot of dead space i'm not even joking like it's about like an, an evil organization around religion around this artifact that turns into a monster listen um, to, the, to this um the vision had overwhelmed them where i was seeing monsters they were seeing salvation yeah, yeah. That's such uh, a good line. it just the true messiah is an alien true messiah yeah. like the guy who starts the cult or who has like salvage. Salvage. 
Thalabad, yeah. the, the alien cult, when he's rushing towards the, the queen, is like, take me, take me. And then he finally, and then the, the horror sets in, but you still see his followers going, just running into the nest, like, take me, face hugger, I'm ready. Yeah, I also, I also really liked seeing, um, I also really like the idea that they were like, the, it's entirely possible that the alien as we know it is not the dominant species on their home world. Yeah, and we get to see all their aliens too. Yeah. Love it. They're like they're like flying dragon things. Yeah. We even see like like uh hosts that live on that planet that uh they sacrifice to for the queen. Yes, yes. All that yeah, all that mythology is is so fascinating because like it, it still makes the aliens feel just like a like an unknown threat instead of like, yo, we bio like we bio made these things. And like mm-hmm. it still feels like mysterious. Yeah. And like that's why I like like I don't I don't need the answers to everything. Sorry, Ridley Scott. But like Watching- <laughs> seeing like the big the big engineer who looks like a, just like a walking elephant and he's just like he's a just floating got elephant floating elephant he's yeah. got this like this like, grin and it's like that's so sick I, that's so sick and, then, and then at the end of the last page where they're talking about how he was also there to conquer he was always there to conquer it's like yeah yeah hold up like they could be um, a what? threat in the future yeah so this one so one of the things i really enjoy is how they're talking about uh, the infection as it spread on Earth, the infection they call it, like the the parasites, mm-hmm. um, and they're like it didn't care about class. It it waited. It like it would gestate longer in order to get to a different place, and like the gestation period would end at random times where the queen dictated it should end. Yeah, and the cycles of like birth were like it, it, it's so interesting because it's it's almost like it's it's like a force of nature. Like like it shows up when it needs to show up and like it's mm-hmm. birthed when it needs to be birthed. And like that's so messed up. It's like it will lay dormant for a thousand years until the one unfortunate soul awakens it. And I'm like, because it's got nothing else to do but wait. I'm and, like, that's uh, that's horrifying. I really loved all of Newt's dream sequences. Yeah. All of the dream sequences. Uh, are exceptional the art takes it up a notch and makes these weird pseudo creations and again like uh all the alien books that i've read in the last couple years some of we've had on book clubs like those are all good books but to me they're just like traditional alien books like this this is doing something so so on its own there's trying to be like a true like sequel there's a really interesting one in her very first uh i think it's her first dream or maybe it's her second it's her second dream uh her first dream is super dope um where she's got just like the 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 alien has these eyes that are just like piercing and and uh coming out of the night but um the second dream she has there's this one piece uh i'm gonna see if i can get it focused on because i really want you to see what i'm talking about there's this one piece right there which is like Mm -hmm. and that thing looks like uh the more sinister uh, step into the the what was the alien resurrection human alien hybrid thing that yeah. they were creating. That thing looks so sinister and sick. I mm. love it. Um, so, so that dream art is dope. I want to talk about um the dude they're running uh like their their entire like experiment is based on where he's uh having the fever dreams as he they're watching him. Oh yeah, he was the survivor. Over. He was one of the survivors from the from the ship that exploded, right? Yes. 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 And so yes. and so he's on the table and he has this whole thing where he shoots them and he escapes and all he can think about is getting oh, to yeah. his life. And you get the ramblings of like what a man who knows he's I about right to it. Yeah. Uh, that he's about to have the chest burster come out and what he wants mm-hmm. to do and where he's going. And he's like, they're trying to stop me. They won't. They can't. All this stuff. And he gets there and he does all this and he's still on the table. And look at, look at this. What look at the guy in the helicopter. He's it's his his wife turns into a xenomorph. Yeah. Yeah. 
and awesome. and this guy his chest is starting to burst up but it's doing it very slowly and they're getting frustrated and they're like it's almost like he's fighting it so the doctor comes in and he's like you're ruining the experiment how dare you and he's like you want it you can have it and he pulls him down and has it burst into him yeah that's so good yeah um there's one uh ounce of like the the telepathy that the queen's doing on this person and it says um her teeth glitter like the stars. God, she's impossibly beautiful. Yeah. She loves me more than you ever could. And I'm like, and then it's it's, it's literally just a xenomorph staring at you as this is being said. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that is, that is so good and so scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so, and so twisted. Uh, just like art pages like this one when uh, Stevens pushes the guy out into space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is so incredible. And and we haven't talked too much about the plot, but basically... um. Is it bio bio national? Bio national. They want to go to the alien homeworld because they're all about money, all about profits. You know, we want the alien for for money and and you know, uh, Wayland Utani bullshit as always. So they get Hicks, who is now super cynical and his face is all burned, and he gets Newt, who's now a grown woman because this is like a decade later or whatever. Um, well, she's still a minor. They make a point to say that she's still a minor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think like she's seventeen, probably. Because they're, they're criticizing him for like thinking he Hicks is into her because she's That's too right. young. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like we're. It's basically the plot of. It's basically the plot of aliens again in a way, but just a way way worse. And, and uh, Ripley's not there. The, the whole concept of like the xenomorphs, the queens having this telepathy power is so cool. Yeah. Uh, what an idea to take a thing and like give it a way of of communicating, but like not ruining the the presence of the xenomorph yeah. is so genius. Yeah. Um, There's even a bit where they where all these xenomorphs are are hanging around a queen egg, and when the queen uh, hatches, and it's the uh, and it's just the embryo stage of the queen. Um, they just pick it up and walk over and make a new nest. And I thought it was just really funny how it just was xenomorph walking with this with this larva form. Just like, <laughs> yeah, just like, ah, yeah, the way some of them present themselves, like some of the scientists are like, I'm not like him. I love you. I would never let you get hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Um, the 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 like. The, like Ben, you were talking about how like everything com- collides at the end. Like the like the finale of like the Earth being overrun, and yeah. it's like it's it's a, the apocalypse. And I'm like, this is like this feels like horrible. Like I, this feels bad. Like th- it's the end of the Earth, and the military is like, yeah, we kind of wanted it. Yeah, it's we like needed a, we needed a clean slate. So like, you know, all the rich people they stage a coup. They stage peace, a coup. Peace yeah. out. Uh, yeah, it's like very political. And Hicks and, and Newt make this whole journey to like try to save Earth, and they're like, nah, man, like why? Yeah. What what is there to save? Like, let it go. Uh, and and it is like there's a really solid message that is well built and iterated, but like well built throughout. That's like, yeah, mankind did it to themselves. Yeah, and every step of the way they did it to themselves. It was very much a Walking Dead situation, or like the aliens weren't the things that killed us; we killed us. Uh, they just helped us. Do I it. I love the idea of the xenomorphs being able to take advantage of humans because uh, it's such a big plot of all of the alien films to some extent that they believe they can weaponize the xenomorphs yeah. and the xenomorphs being like nah man we just let you think that in yeah. fact we encourage you to think that because you're so stupid yeah um i think a lot of this story in part ended up in alien resurrection honestly pieces pieces there's some... certain i don't think as well as good and like thematically it's all over yeah. the place but i do think that Whedon probably probably read this book and tried to bring some of it into the movie. Yeah, that's uh, that's entirely possible. Uh, I really love the whole story of Newt 
uh, when Massey takes over on the ship mm-hmm. and uh, her being like, I have to be like the alien. I have to be like the thing that killed my like parents. Cold I have to be stuff. cold. I yeah. have to, she t- uses their tactics, travels through the vents, mm-hmm. hides, watches, waits. Uh, and, and then realizes in that same moment, I can't be like the alien, but still ends up getting to kill Massey. Yeah. And then uh, Massey's like, you don't have the guts. You don't have it in you to kill me. And then she's like, you want to bet? Her whole relationship with Butler. Oh my God. That's a great reveal. That's a great reveal. Oh it's my revealed god! That that all of the Marines were synthetics. Yeah, uh, that is nuts. I love it. Uh, I wasn't sure at first because of the black and white. Uh, when you see him literally get torn in half, but it's like it's like white goo, and I'm like, I wonder. It's white goo and like the the, the, the balls, uh, uh, yeah, the little balls on cords. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't sure at first, but then like the second panel you see, and he's like still talking. I'm like, oh, oh, yo, that's Ash. That's cool. Jesus, yeah, look at look at that. I love his pensive like. Ah, look at the grin. Yeah, I love yeah. the grin. Yeah. yeah that the 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 uh i i uh, i don't i don't like it can go, i don't think it can go back to prometheus after this guy this he is, is i don't think so either this is like oh uh, i don't want my engineers to be stupid suits this is so much cooler yeah this is really really good this legitimately like i i if the other if the sequels seeing, are half seeing good, uh seeing that ship that we saw down but like because the engineer has his own that ship traveling with hicks ship to earth yeah was such a cool piece just like all there the we go. All, like all the art's gorgeous but like even like the spaceships are so detailed like mm-hmm. this is a, a uh, stunning book the other thing I is think- like this, this is the only alien film outside of prometheus with its brief moment at the beginning that actually lets us do things on earth and see what earth is actually kind of like and and expands the universe that the xenomorphs exist in yeah mm-hmm. uh, uh i'm not counting avp yeah um and uh and i think that's that is so cool and i wish that more alien films were trying to capture these kinds of ideas yeah uh, all of these ideas are so good yeah i um i will say i will say real quickly um the artist does not return for the sequel books the it's the first sequel uh, nightmare asylum was done by den uh Bove, boves and uh earth war was done by sam keith I'm sure they're they're good, but this is this is art. This is like honestly, this reminded me of like of like eighty Swamp Thing art. Well, I'm like, man, like it's I can't did believe. Did you guys? Did your guys's edition have any of the art pages in the back? Uh, no, no. Uh, the cover page. So they they put some of the covers in the back, um, and stuff like um, like let me see if I can pull this up like that. Oh wow, um, that's a big ass. That's a whole ass page. That's amazing. Uh, awesome. yeah, the the detail it. it in the work is it's just it's phenomenal man yeah every time i look at this picture i see something new it's really cool yeah um, um i also have a question about about your about the edition that you read did you read the short story aliens lucky i already tell no that's negative okay. so in so real quickly uh in my edition of this book it comes with the other thing that mark for hayden and and uh mark a nelson did um when in aliens called aliens lucky and it's about this dude who seals himself away in the communications room of his ship while the aliens are breaking through and just watching all of his friends die and thinking like, well, sucks to be them. Is it, is it like more comedic or it's, it's definitely supposed to be more of a comedy. Got it. Cool. Uh, I, I legitimately like, I, I'm like, I don't have the money now, but like that, that thing you have, Brandon is like one I might, I might consider getting. Like, I, I love tr- this thing. Even, I, even before I read it, I loved it. Yeah. I, uh, in, in a time where I haven't gotten many good alien things in, in the past couple of years, this is this is just a treasure. Yeah, yeah. they did the same thing for the Predator books, uh, uh, orange with orange uh, orange pages. Yeah, 
it, yeah. it, 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 again, if like if that Predator book's half as good as this book, like I can't even imagine what the lore that that book brings. Right now that I've now that I know that he also did the Predator book, I'm like maybe I want to read that Predator book. Oh yeah, I'm definitely it's moving up on the list. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anything else you guys wanted to add? No, I just man, if you guys uh, are listening to this and you like, if you have one alien book to read the rest of your life, like I think this is it. This is truly like something else, man. For sure. I also really like Dead Orbit, which was James Stoko book. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. But like, man, it's 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 it, 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 I can't compare them or anything. I like, wish we didn't get the movies. The movies after this, for real, because like I just like this this to more be, so much. To be more. honest, like I I agree. I still like Alien Three, but I agree. But yeah. that doesn't really do a lot for like the mythology. Like, no, it doesn't. I still like Alien yeah. Three, but I get it. Like, oh, I, yeah. I think this is dope. I wish that more of this was. What I'm we more got. talking about like Prometheus and like the actual for sure. birth of aliens is just oh, an angry robot made him. Like that yeah. kind of takes away a little bit of the fun. Um, okay, Sparks, it's your turn next. Yeah, um, I am doing. Excuse me. Uh, I'm doing Victor Lavelle's Destroyer. Um, okay. Illustrated by Dietrich Smith with uh, Joanna Lafuente. Um, this is uh, a direct sequel to Mary Shelley's Frankenstein novel. Um, so uh, I think you guys are really, really going to dig it. Um, I'm super excited psyched to read it. I just know the concept. Um, uh, it's all about... Um, that the monster, uh, if you don't know, if you haven't read Frankenstein's novel or you're not familiar how, with how it actually ends, what happens is that Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein and the monster are in the snow in the Arctic at the end. And Dr. Frankenstein is dying. And uh, the monster says, you're dying. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go into the snow and I'm going to die too. Um, the monster doesn't die. The monster actually just keeps living in the Arctic. Can I oh, tell no, you? I Frankenstein. Modern day. Can I tell you the synopsis that I just found? Yeah, I Frankenstein. When the last descendant of the Frankenstein family loses her only son to a police shooting. This is a black woman, by the way. She turns to science for her own justice, putting her crash course with her family's original monster story. So, bro, I So this, this image you see on the cover, uh, this is her son. She's going boy. to use the same science to want to bring back her shot son. Oh, that, so, uh, nuts. That is so nuts. There's going to be a lot of good stuff here, guys. So, uh, not I Frankenstein. Got it. Sorry, no Aaron Eckhart with the abs. None of that. <laughs> this is this is going to be a fun one, I think. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited, right. too. The, the Fake Nerd Spook Club continues. So, next week, we're going to talk about Vampires versus the Bronx. Yes. The new Netflix Woo! movie. So, stay tuned for that. And uh, coming, hopefully, coming at the end of the month, we'll see uh, an alien, a comprehensive look. At all six alien movies. Hell yeah. I'm rethinking that right now. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. Let's just do the sequel books to this instead and pretend that's the game. God. I I could go up to Alien 3, maybe. <laughs> after after ah, reading I that. need you. I need you to do it. All of them. All six. Yes. I'm I I've only seen Prometheus in what's Covenant. the other one? Covenant. Only seen them both once. So, like, maybe my mind will change, but I was an adult when I saw those, so... <laughs> I, I'm going to call it right now. I think, Ryan, you might appreciate Alien Covenant a little more. Okay. And I think you'll hate Prometheus more. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I love Alien. Yeah. I haven't seen all of Aliens. And I've only seen the very beginning of Alien 3, what I call bullshit. 
Okay, it? now we have. Wait, hold on. Now we have to do this episode because he hasn't seen all of Aliens. Yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess we do. He said that, and that's I a feel crime. Like we're obligated. Yeah, Sorry. that is a crime. I don't. You've seen some of it, and you said nah. <laughs> uh, sh- hold on. Shorts too, Mac. I don't know what you're talking about. No, we're Alien just shorts? doing movies. No, just just the movies. No AVPs either. Just no, the we, we did AVP for the Predator franchise. Okay, so we got Alien uh, Three, what? Uh, Resurrection, Prometheus, and Covenant. Yes. Yeah. Those you, you watch. And you can watch them in that order, or you can watch them in chronological order and be angry. Oh, no, no, be so no, bad. no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm watching Alien, Aliens, Alien 3. I'm doing the order. I'm not doing it in chronological. Fuck that. We call it a machete cut. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, guys, don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to like this video. Uh, if you like what you're seeing, if you like what you listen to, we got some other shows for you. We got our Fake Nerds Watch series uh, for uh, Lovecraft Country going on right now. We are going to have a new episode coming this week for sure this week for sure the boys is also coming and the mandalorian is coming so i'm all caught up on the boys the boys has is it eight episodes yeah eight, yes so eight. after those eight episodes we're gonna have a beautiful season recap talk about for you what uh you basement arcade is we bought a ramp for basement arcade you don't we get do. that reference unless you watch the book club episode <laughs> yeah, ramping, up, ramping up to some spooks uh, and of course, we have the Fake Nerd Book Club series, uh, which we are doing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Volume 4 and Volume 5. Uh, that is up soon. Soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have our Crafted by Z mess, our Fake Nerd Podcast mess uh, over on Crafted by Z. The links are in the description below. Uh, pandemic's still going. No time to die bail out of this year. Put on your mask. Make it a Fake Nerd Podcast mask. No time to die. Wear a mask. Uh, Patreon, we have a Patreon, uh, guys, uh, you know, when, when, when bed, when, when bread gets married, we, uh, we're going to get Stephen King Patreon goal, $10,000 bread and Fanny. Anybody hearing that I'm saying bread? Oh, I'm hearing it. (laughs) Also a joke. Also a joke you won't get unless you watch our favorite book club episode. (laughs) Um, we also have a T-Public where we have a bunch of shirts. Um, maybe maybe soon a shirt that was Stephen King. I got married by Stephen King shirt. Brandy, um, not on the shirt. Probably not. <laughs> maybe I'm make that out there. Now, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but don't make that one until it actually happens. I'm not going to make it ever. All right. Um, and of course, we have a website where you can find all of these links and uh, all everything and blogs and things like that. Uh, Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches. We greatly appreciate all of your support. Thank you to Jeremy Bellucci. If you listen to the musics of this episode, he did it all. He, uh, you can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. Uh, or you can find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist Official. Uh, Suburban Proctologist, sorry. Which is on iTunes and on Facebook at Suburban Proctologist Official. Or on Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Thank you to Mike Matola. Mike Matola is great. Um, oh, Mag. later, later, Mag. Mag. Later, Mag. Thank you, Mike Rotola. Mike is great. Great guy. Uh, hopefully more collabs with him soon. You can find him at Mike Rotola. He did our logos for Fickner Book Club, Fickner Podcast, and Miscellaneous. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast, FickerGuys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? You can find me on Sparks? Twitter. Sorry, Ben. Ben? 
You could find me on the internet at bedmagnet27 on Instagram and Twitter. And also I write for oldschoolgamermagazine.com. Newest article just went up today. Link is in the description below. Sparks. Uh, you can find me watching Dracula and Blackula this week at SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z-Witty. Ryan. DJ Tony Snark everywhere. Okay. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Write and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like and subscribe. Until next week, guys. Stay fake.